I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like wooden sides. Welcome to this week's edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. I am your host, Lance Fischel. It's here, the first title defense of Charles Dubronx Oliveira. It's great. It's a good week. It's a great week. Who's excited? Everyone? Um, I watched those, all those finishes on the USC's Twitter feed the other day, and I've had wood literally ever since. Oh. God, I, I had to like cancel a meeting. I'm exhausted. I'm spent. <laughs> Recovery. It was cool how they did that. Like I literally started and I watched all of them oh, in a row and like Yeah, I did too. Yeah. His his body changed more than I know he got bigger and went to one fifty five and stuff, but like that's a different human of those first fights. Like whew. Yeah, I, and, and and even it just gets so much better over time. Like he's always been good at what he does but you can see how how much more easy it gets the how, yeah. how he locks it up in position but the ends man where he's just knocking motherfuckers out yeah it's yeah it's 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 good um and i think the thing that's always been consistent with him is just he just always fucking goes for the high risk sub in every time that's i think that's what we love him. but we'll we'll get more into do bronx um we got a lot of do bronx to talk about we do have a great card Coming up this weekend with UFC 269 outside of the co-main event. Um, horrible fight, that co-main. Uh, but we also had some fights last week. Pretty good fights overall. Um, I would say I enjoyed the card. I thought it was good. I thought it was – there was a little lull in the middle a little bit. But it, overall, I thought it was a great card. I think everyone was excited for this card, and I, I thought it delivered. So we'll start with the main event since it was a good one. So we can go back to that instead of this trash we've been seeing. Um I, I didn't bet this fight. This was very rare for me. I almost – I can't think of the last main event I didn't throw something on. I just watched this one as a fan. I, I didn't have a, a great sense of this one. Uh, I thought my brain said said Font here, but I, I didn't take it because I didn't – I'm not a big Rob Font guy, as you guys know from past. I've never believed in that guy. Uh, but I couldn't take the chance on Aldo. But, man, that was that was impressive. That was, that was Aldo. He even threw some leg kicks, Brad. He knew right. that was legal again, yeah. and Font seemed – I don't know. I, he seemed a little bit not ready for the moment at times. He shrunk um, big time. He absolutely he, shrunk. No, no. I don't think so. I think I, I, I think – I not saying he had, like, a horrible performance, but no. you could tell Rob Font knew he was in there with the big, uh, the biggest yeah. fight of his career against a legend. I, I thought so. I he started great. Yeah, great. He started absolutely great. A lot and of adrenaline. He yeah. was he was winning the first round, and then he got dropped in the last ten seconds. And you know we've seen this before with Font. He gets cracked by big shots, and and then he'll kind of back off a little bit. But yeah. even in this fight, like he he kept putting it on Aldo at the start of pretty much every round, uh, and then it just got to a point where yeah. you know, and C double Aldo, <laughs> yeah, baby. They're, they're just, I don't know. There just seemed something a little bit off on him. It, it Aldo looked great. Don't get me wrong, but like, I don't know. Like he had, it seemed like he had thirty seconds of every round. 
Like he came out every round, had 30 good seconds. I don't know if it was an adrenaline dump. I don't know if the, the, the you know, the scene was too big for him or what it was, but he didn't, I don't know. He, he wasn't, he wasn't as aggressive, I would say. And when he was aggressive at the start of the round, it quickly faded. Like, it seemed like he literally like he was after getting his ass he, lit up. Yeah, thirty cause, seconds. Because after about thirty seconds, Aldo was like, "Fuck this," and started, yeah. you know, throwing offense. He uh, looked good. Big know. power difference there, man. Aldo looked, and that's crazy because Font's got had you know historically had some pretty good power. Uh, yeah, man. Like we talk about the leg kicks. So what I've noticed is over the past four or five years, Aldo's like turned. Like he's always went to the body, but not like he has recently. Hard and, to the body. And I think yeah. his leg he turned though his his leg kick volume, half of that, most of that went into body work. And oh yeah. my God, man, it works. It's that's his that's his shit these past since he's went down to 135. That has bothered the dudes that he's fighting yeah, really body. bad. It bothered uh Jan. In the first couple rounds, he was working Jan's body, and it was the Jeremy Stevens fight. He not he finished him with body shots, and I think like there's not many guys who use the body work for I would say damage or try to get people out of there. Uh, And for you guys that don't know, Nushan is in a hotel for work. It's not working out for him. Um, I think when you look at MMA, most guys when they throw body punches, they're doing it just to change levels and kind of throw people off a little bit. Like they're throwing a quick jab to the body just so they can go upstairs and they're doing the body work just to kind of change it up. Same thing with some of the leg kicks and things we see. There's very few guys and Aldo has turned into one of these guys that he's using the body to try to get guys out of there to try to win the fight. And most of the body work you see in MMA is weak. It's just, you're barely tapping it. Like John Lineker comes to mind. That guy wanted to rip your organs out with his body shots and Aldo is kind of, he's looking like that with the body shots and he almost for a while traded in the leg work, you know, the leg kicks and everything for the, the body work. And I thought he put on a masterful performance. And a lot of that came from some leg kicks, some body work, some wrestling. Um, it, it wasn't head hunting and Rob Fon, I think was overextending himself in those first 30 seconds, which caused some misses. And I think caused him to fatigue pretty quickly. Yeah. And- I love that we got to see Aldo do 25 minutes. Um, not that the the pressure he was facing for that 25 minutes was something that was going to wear him out, but to see Aldo go 25 and look that good in the fifth and still throwing the volume he was, that was really good to see. And look, I I, I hope oh, Jan's a dead man. I hope I just I hope <laughs> that Aljo beats Jan. I know it's probably, probably not going to happen. He will not. But <laughs> I, I hope he does because I'm telling you, Aldo is champion besides Peter Yan. Like who at one who at 135? Like he could beat Aljo. He could have he he, he could Aljo. He could, but I think Aljo would I think I think Sterling would win that fight. I don't is Aljo mm-hmm. gonna get is Aljo gonna get Jose Aldo down? Absolutely not. He's not Rob taking Bond, him down. Rob Bond did. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like come on. The five, ten, say, I mean, um, I just he could be. He could absolutely be champion. One thirty-five. Could. Yeah. He's got a very, very, very small chance of beating Peter Yan. No, that's the problem. Like it yeah. would take. It would take one of those crazy body shots that that yeah. folded a dude or yeah. him catching Yan because, um, that dude's just he's crazy, man. Like yeah. no nobody's beating Peter Yan at one thirty-five. But if Aljo pulls off some sub, some crazy fucking sub or something like that, Jose Otto could be the double champ, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely I- could. I think I don't I don't know we'll we'll, we'll see. I, I 
Jan at this point to me seems like, which is weird because he hasn't defended really. He's not even technically the champion. He seems to me the hardest. He seems the most unbeatable champ right now. Um, I, I don't count women's MMA. Um, seems like probably maybe the most unbeatable champ right now. Usman's pretty unbeatable at 170. I mean, we can say that, but he just lost two rounds to Kobe again. We can call him unbeatable, but I don't know. Kobe won the fifth, dude. Jan could (laughs) have lost a couple of rounds to Aldo the first. But it's always, but Jan, it's always early. He doesn't throw early. But I get what you're saying. Like if if there's one guy that you could say, yeah, absolutely. Who who at one? Who at 135? I'm. I used to think Sterling had a chance after you that. Did. I cashed no DQ, baby. I did too. I took that money. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, Brad, for you, what? it's Dillashaw, right? It's yeah, Aldo versus Dillashaw, mean, number one contender? He even talked about that fight right after. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, that's a good one. It's a tough matchup for Aldo. That, uh, that, that is like a great fight. My yeah. God, that's a yeah. great fight. I don't know how that would play out because, like, that's a tough fight. I, I think if Aldo can beat someone like TJ, he could definitely beat a Sterling. Like, he get like, that kind of style. Like, TJ's a tough matchup for him because TJ's got Chris boxing and he's got the, you know, he's got a wrestling edge there. So, Aldo got hit a little I, bit by fight, man. Like, yeah, Dillashaw still hits hard. I mean, Aldo's going to get hit by everybody at this point. He, he doesn't have the he just hit, that he used to. He just, hits hard. he just hits harder than all of them. He does more damage than all of them. Yeah. I, I think that fight, uh, the TJ fight, would depend on how much TJ tries to wrestle. Because the more he tries to wrestle, the quicker he gets tired. Yeah. And then they're on an even playing field late. I mean, I think we're going to see the Georgia snooze machine just 50-45 Aldo coming up soon, though. So. <laughs> Probably he'll probably do the Volkanovski thing, just hold him up against the cage. <laughs> this news machine, it's it's here. Um, great fight though. Hats off to to Jose Aldo. Uh, and I don't know about you guys, this might have been one of the worst betting cards I've had in an extremely long time. I just whiffed I all did, over the place. I did, like I did all right. <laughs> the, literally the only bet I lost was the one that we had together. Oh, I lost just, <laughs> and that was your <laughs> fault. That was, was your not fault. Lance's night. That was my well, fault. It was so we're, we're on the pre-show, and I say, hey, we should do um, the smoke fight. Doesn't go. It's plus money. It never goes the distance. And Brad talked me into just doing smoke it inside because it was a you whole guys, buck better. You gotta have loyalty, Lance. You yeah, way to go. That's, that's one of the bets I lost was smoke it inside the distance. Yeah, way way to go, Brad. Yeah, there's been a couple cards where everyone got crushed, and I did I did well, and this card. Just you guys did well. I got just fucking manhandled on this card. It was a it was a brutal beatdown. Anyway, let's jump into it. Starting out in the Mantaway division, Vince Morales defeated uh Smoka, knockout, first round. It is what it is. If it's Smoka, there's there's a chance he's gonna take you down, he's gonna sub you, he's gonna beat the shit out of you, or he's gonna get knocked out with one shot. And the one shot happened. Yep. That's Sorry, cool, Smoka. Man. Yep. Every time I go to to trust our boy, man, he just he lays an egg. That's his career, man. It's been his career. It is. He, I mean, he's an action fighter, and this was a good style matchup for him because he had a wrestling edge here, and he could have taken him down. He could have done things. And I think if he just completely dedicated himself to not striking ever, I'd be a little bit better. I think a lot of guys were like that. It's like guys – Dubronk's kind of the exception where he fixed his gap and made it a strength. <laughs> uh, but most guys, it's like if you're a really good grappler, yes, you want to be okay on the feet, but you're a grappler. Grapple, <laughs> you know? And it's like I was talking to someone today about the Dubronk's fight, and Dubronk's has fallen in love with his hands. And I was like, if you don't think Dubronk's is going full 100% grappling in this fight, you're crazy because he, th- 
New Bronx has always taken the smartest path to, yeah. to, to victory. So How anyway, since I mean, we'll talk, I guess we can talk about it later. He, he's used his hands where he's, where he should. I think like the he, thing is he's, he's probably not going to out wrestle Michael Chandler. It, yeah. And if anything, he would get gassed out from it. And you know, he, Michael Chandler is a division one, all American wrestler. And Michael Chandler doesn't have much defense after a round. He fucking gasses out so bad. I, I thought Dubronx grappled in the first, tired him out a little bit. And then second round, he, he started off with the hands. Smart man, that Dubronx. Man, sexy. Just sexy looking fella. All right. Uh, lightweight division. Claudio Puelas defeated Chris Grutzmacher, Nibar. Grutzmacher's the least talented guy in the roster. He's got to be, right? Uh, technically, technically and physically, yes. Technically, he's not on the roster anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dude's he, he's back crazy. Did he? I think he won a round though. Like he could have won the fight. Like, so how good is fucking Chulis? Jesus, bombs. Not good. Hey, with Sean not being on the podcast now because the internet went out, how do we stop the show when we're done? And we all just leave. <laughs> yeah. If there's just no leave. one, yeah. If there's no one in the studio, it would stop. Is it, I think. Is it being recorded? Yeah, it's yeah. live. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because as soon as it gets started, then it's it's just going. It's on YouTube and and yeah. whatever. I don't know how the internet works. But he he's got to turn the audio into the podcast and shit though. Yeah, Here's we'll your... figure we'll figure that out. Not not. I I don't think a lot of people are watching currently as we're talking. It's mostly like afterwards and itunes and stuff like that so mm-hmm. no shut up guys smart guy um all right cool light heavyweight division our boy this is the only bet i won i mean fitting if i was gonna win a bet this is the one i wanted to win that, like it don't thick even fit Willie. on the screen it's just so fucking long thick <laughs> Willie. thick Willie knight defeated alonzo menifield 29 28 across the board I saw – oh, thank you, Hyper Blue. He is he is one of our, our biggest live fans. We appreciate it. Um, people were complaining about this decision, and, I mean, nothing really happened in the third. But when I watched the third round, I saw I saw two things happen. I saw Menfield trying to stall out, hold him against the cage, not even try for takedowns, not even throw punches in the clinch. And they stood there for like three and a half minutes. The times they were separated – Thick Willie was trying to fucking knock his head into the third row. And in those like 30 seconds where they were separated at one point, the thickness landed some punches. He was going after him. He was controlling. He was trying to be aggressive. He was trying to hit him. That little 30 second spurt won the fight because that 30 seconds meant more than the four minutes of just stalling against the cage. So anyone calling that robbery, I'm sorry. Uh, we don't have Sean here to put up the comments either. Fuck. Um. You got to read them. All, all of the MMA media scored it for Minifield. All uh, of them? All of yeah. them. It was a sweep. And I don't, get, I don't get that because then you got all of them on, on Twitter telling you how they know more than you do about and scoring. damage because, matters. Because they've looked at the scores and all this and damage matters, but yet they score that fight for Minifield. Just shut the fuck up already. Did Minifield make no throw sense. a punch? Did he the throw dude literally laid on him. He laid on him the whole well, time. And then like laid, on him, he, laid on him means he took him down. He just laid against him. Against him, yeah. <laughs> and you're right. Like, even when he, even when Minifield was leaning against him in the cage, who was throwing, like, little shots to the ribs and shots to the fucking leg and shit? Dick Willie threw every yep. single punch in that third round. He absolutely deserved to win that fight. The thickness. Not, I didn't expect that kind of fight, though. 
Uh, and if we would have had, what, six more seconds in the first round, Menafield's getting stretchered out he's of the dead man. He's looking a dead man, bro. <laughs> Yeah, Willie, Willie's man, he's scary, dog. Like he is scary, and he's like he he's got 15 minutes in him. Like you can try to take him into the second and third round. That dude's still throwing bombs. He was out there fucking flat footed, throwing yeah. bungalows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had Drendon. If I'm saying that wrong, said you can't even call that cage control. He didn't do shit. He wasn't controlling anything. Like he really, he was literally just there. He was just in the cage. Like that was. Fuck that guy. If you don't want to try to win, don't don't expect to win. He was all shocked by the decision. Like, fuck you, Dick Willie. <laughs> mm. We cashed it. Was that that was was that Munich or consensus? That was Munich. Um, yeah. So that was Munich. Uh, Seven hundred and thirty-four and three now. Yes, that sounds right. Yeah. And the threes were reason. all questionable decisions. Of course, of course. Very questionable. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Women's strawweight division. Cheyenne. Vismas defeated Mallory Martin decision. So did JP just strung together too many losses and she was like, fuck this loser. <laughs> you're, bringing, you're bringing me down with you. <laughs> like she just, she literally right before the fight was like, your last name is associated with losers. We're done. <laughs> I don't want people to know. I know you. And then literally goes out and wins. Yeah. You know, it's sometimes uh, I like to uh, follow the narrative nation as it were. And Dana slipping her the the fifty k bonus after yeah, the fight. Yeah, what was that? And our boy, yeah. our boy, yeah. was on the yeah. some. He yeah, was some. the the Aldo Aldo font didn't get a bonus, and they gave it to this fight. <laughs> I didn't even watch this fight. Honestly, yeah, I watched I watched maybe forty seconds of this fight. I just I, I can't I can't I can't pay attention. I wasn't watching any of these live. I went back and watched you know Thick Willie and the important stuff. Uh, yes, and just I, I actually have a, a lightning setting on uh, fast forward on my PVR. I didn't know that existed, uh, but I discovered it when I was uh, going through this fight. There you go. Congrats. Uh, welterweight division: Brian Barberino defeated Darian Weeks, twenty nine twenty eight across the board. I thought this was an okay fight. Uh, I thought it was enough. I had the doesn't go here, um, and I thought it wasn't going to go. But then no one wanted to finish in this fight, so it it went. Barbarina is very average. I thought Weeks looked okay for a debut on like five days' notice. I thought I think he's actually okay. His wrestling's all right. Threw enough. Um, took some good shots. Thought he looked okay. Yeah, he just he got like a, an average bet, but he got a bet his first time yeah. out. It was a tough fight for him, and the. The line was just too short. I, I had to play Barbarina when the line got down to like minus one twenty five or something like that, minus one thirty. That was just that was kind of yeah. crazy. Weeks is weeks is okay, uh, like you said, on a five day notice. When Chris Grutzmacher dreams about himself as a superhero, it's he's Brian like Brian Barbarina. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, very similar. They could be the same person. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I I actually thought we were gonna see a split on this one. I thought I thought um, he definitely had the second, but I thought enough happened where they were gonna fuck it up. I mean, they often do. Judges. Not with Thick Willie though. Um, Manel Cop defeated Zalgis Zumulugov. Um, this is a good finish. This, this guy, this guy can knock some people out. I mean, we knew that kind of mm. coming in. I, you know, I think he was actually going into the year. Wasn't he my breakthrough fighter? In the division, I believe, or whatever, when we did that thing. The guy who keeps track of that is gone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, he'll get here. He, he It's like he does nothing, 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 and then it's just dead body just right on the cage. But, yeah, he will, he'll get here. We'll see. I want, I want to see a step up now for sure. Yeah, he's usually – his problem, he's, he's had, he had to throw punches. Like, he, he was so tentative his first couple fights. His, you know, his last couple, he's throwing some punches, throwing some strikes, and he's knocked guys out. So, we'll see. Yep. Um, George, it's M A T Z O. It's not Motza. It's Matzo. <laughs> and you ate it raw, like just the cracker. <laughs> like was it was it turned into a ball in a soup? <laughs> <laughs> or did she just give you? <laughs> it's the raw. Boy. Yeah, like did she go to the the juice section of the grocery store and just get some crackers out and just hand you a big sheet of matzah? No, the uncooked matzah. If you put some butter and jam on it, not too bad. Uh, it's like a it's like a you know it's a decent cracker. But no, it's ma- you gotta take matzah make matzah meal make matzah balls. Yeah, we, we we had some good we had some good Judaism going on last week. Uh, we had some some brisket. We had some matzah balls. We had some kugel. Some rugula. It was a whole thing. It's really the only thing I do with the uh, the religion is is the food. The food. Yeah. Oh, dude, you, you come over to my parents' house one time. We, we do like twice a year, maybe. My mom will make all this fucking shit. My mom and dad, and it is just killer. Jewish food is fucking out of this world. Super Does unhealthy. Do, do you guys do the Passover? The Passover. Um, if we remember. Yeah, we we didn't we didn't do uh, we didn't do the, some lockies this time. Um, I love them. They're like my favorite thing ever. So does my dad. Yeah. My wife doesn't like them as much, and my, my my brother doesn't like them as much. So we didn't do them. Plus, we had all that other shit. We had this huge fucking brisket, um, and all this That's, stuff. Yeah. So the Jewish brisket, not barbecue brisket, like you heathens. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had a lot of that. But oh, dude, some latkes though. I can get down. A little applesauce. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Are you a sour cream or applesauce guy in the on the latkes? Uh, I'm I'm a sour cream guy just because I'm I'm also a pierogi guy because Ukrainian, so mm. it's it kind of you know I'm mixing the cultures. You a big you. borscht? You a big borscht fan? No, no, no. Borscht and, and cabbage rolls, man. <laughs> cabbage rolls. Uh, hated them growing up, but had them at a wedding earlier this year. That was at a, a Ukrainian hall, and they were <laughs> tremendous. George said you should feed nothing but matzah bread to the terrorists imprisoned in Israel. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't eat it dry. It's not like a fucking wheat thin. <laughs> uh, and you still smells it wrong, George. God damn it. <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing good here. Go get you some rugula. See, I, I got like two pieces left. You guys do rugula bread? Great. No. Oh God! You haven't had rugula? What are you doing? I'm glad that Sean's back for this part. Yes, you can't survive on just matzah. That's the whole thing. <laughs> Read the comments. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the whole thing. They survived on the matzah. <laughs> right, that's enough. That's enough Judaism for today. Um, all right, let's move on now. Middleweight division. Dusty Toads defeated Coconut Bombs by knockout. Dusty toads, baby. All you have to do is not get taken down. Instantly, and he can win. But no, it's coconut bombs. So he got knocked out or subbed. Did he get knocked out or subbed? I don't remember if he finished with a choke or just TKO. It, it was ground and pound. Yeah. Okay. I mean, toes, baby. 
He's back. What happens when you when you try and put hard times on the family, baby. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's fantastic. Nishan, how's your internet? It may be fixed. If it's not, I'm gonna fucking bail. But I, I may what did you do fi- to fix it? You do some like nerd stuff. Uh, the old restart the computer. Mm. Nice. Is it on? Did you hit the power it's button? It's a, it's a classic Lance move, right there. Oh, so land. <laughs> so I am not that bad in technology. I am very mm. mediocre. If I was sixty, yeah, not bad. I can do things. I can like reset the modem. Um, we do single sign-on. You can unplug your, your computer. You can unplug it. your modem and restart your computer. Yeah, I can that's do that. Um, I can plug my speakerphone in. There's a lot of things I can do. Thank you very much. Uh, you, USB connections are hard to fucking. To They're not with. easy. They're Some might call easy. me a hacker because of my. John's <laughs> gone. He's going to hack. <laughs> All right. Hey, one one person who is not a hacker is is Sean apparently. Is who? Is Sean. Is oh Sean. no, he needs to be a hacker so he can figure out how to do this internet. Um. All right. Go to the main card. Alex Morano, see <laughs> Mickey Gall. Um. I had Gall in this one. Um. I, I took a shot on Gall here. Um. I had to. Now, if I would have known that. Gall thought he was a boxer and was not even going to attempt to take. I think he attempted one takedown and it was like from like 74 feet away. This, this is what I don't understand. I don't know if it's the coaches or the fighter. Mickey Gall, bad cardio. Mickey Gall, bad striker. So if you know these two things, what are you doing? You're immediately going for a takedown and you're trying to get a sub as quickly as you can to try to win the fight. Or you waste that first round in five minutes and do some kind of like aerobic kickboxing inside of a fucking cage and get the shit kicked out of you. I hate guys like this. Oh, Lance, this nice. is what happens when you fight the insulin kid and you light him up on the feet. You get you too much think, confidence. You, you think you're a striker now. God. Oh, man. Yeah, oh. Mickey, Mickey Gall's like 95 Dana White. This dude's in a boxer, boxer size. size class. Like, what? <laughs> what's he thinking, man? I don't know. I, I, I had mean, more, had in more fairness, he looked ripped in this fight. He looked he good. Looked he big. always looks in decent shape, man. He always oh, looks... especially good for this fight. Those boxer size classes are paying off. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tybo. I think I, it's I, I think it's I think it's Tybo. He, Billy Banks. Yeah. Mickey Mickey calls strikes like the guys who are filming their shadow boxing before the fight. <laughs> that looks like how he fights during a fight where he's like like he thinks this is gonna work. <laughs> like I, I don't I don't understand. He's tough though, and Murano sucks. Like his dad was I, not impressed with that performance. I don't care what the announcer. He, he was crying because it looks so. Horrible. No wonder his dad's not coming to another fight. His dad's like, I can't believe my kid looks this bad at fighting. Like, Dad, did you see my first fight? I'm so glad you're here in person. I actually fell asleep in the first round. Never invite me again. What? What's the Dubronx fight? Like I was here for the Dubronx fight. So. God. All right, another fight that I lost money on, which is definitely a trend for this card. Um, fucking Chris Curtis, man, knocks out Brendan Allen. I, why do I keep betting on guys, grapplers versus strikers, and the grappler decides they have no interest in doing what they're supposed to? Why? Why do these guys not understand? I'm a stupid fan, and I can almost every single time tell a fighter his game plan to win. Why is that? Why are these coaches that are getting 20% not able to do that. I don't understand. 
They need to hire Luca, man. I know. I know. I mean, yeah. if the they can't, get, he just can't find a house. He, he's like, he's, he's moving. It's the man's been oh. moving for like six years. <laughs> it's been, why can't he post a fucking bet because he's? <laughs> I know. Why does that stop? Him? I can't even read the comments anymore. He's posted like nine months ago. He's gonna start betting, and now he still can't make a bet. Like I could be fucking moving right now and log into old DraftKings and make a bet. <laughs> no, it's because it's because when he comes back, he's all in. He's, he's physically and mentally all in on it's Zen. Life. <laughs> Nothing else matters at that point. The dude will not leave his new house or room or wherever the fuck that's going to be. Locked in. Child, childhood bedroom. The, the one thing I'll Locked say. Locked in. <laughs> yeah. the, the one thing I'll say is, I don't, I don't know what the fucking do with Brennan Allen anymore. I have no idea what to think about this guy. I got no, no answers here. Chris Curtis deserves to fight someone who's a striker now, right? Absolutely. Like he just got through to a couple grapplers, one really, really good grappler. Let this guy just go in and just fucking work his hands and not have to stress about the takedown. Like he's earned a fight that's not a horrible matchup for him at this point. But did he, he fight should a guess. grappler when the grappler doesn't grapple? Just a perfect matchup, actually. Yeah. Man, <laughs> what um, an idiot. He should get the winner of uh, Jeff Neal and Ponzi if that fight's actually happening. It's kind of a big step up there. I don't care. That's different. <laughs> different. That's different weight class. No, he's, 85. he's a welterweight. Oh, you're talking about Curtis. Yeah, Curtis, yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like 35 years old. Just he's old. Fast track him. Give him. He fucking him retired last year. The dude three times. Eight he times. Retired. <laughs> he retired three dude, times. He retired and fought on the same night last year. <laughs> he retired <laughs> twice. And fought twice on the same night. <laughs> yeah. he, he fought. He lost and retired. He came out of retirement. He fought. He lost again. And then he retired again. <laughs> and now he's Incredible. won. Now two he, UFC fights. Not just, but the funny thing with this, these two wins coming in, it's like a lot of guys could come in in a situation and win a couple of fights. He's beaten two pretty decent prospects. Yep. Like I know Hawes and Allen aren't like the greatest thing ever, but those are top tier prospect type guys. They're both on contender series and look good. Yeah, you beat a couple borderline top 15 guys at welterweight. Give them a top 15 guy at at, uh, at welterweight instead of middleweight. Good good wins, but I will say two guys with two very serious flaws when they're doing what they're doing. Hawes got the the chin. And both don't have great chins. Well, I mean, one's got a fucking chin of fucking straws and bubble gum. Yeah. The other dude literally has no business even throwing hands. No, he can't throw hands. He should be shooting every time. <laughs> and he's standing up with Chris Curtis. I, yeah. I don't get it. I mean, the it question is, is how does Soriano not knock him out last time? I don't understand things. Um, how about Chris Curtis versus the leech? That'd yeah. be fun. Sure. That's fun. Top 15 Le- guy. Leach needs yeah. a he needs a, uh, a bounce fight. back after he needs a fight too of a guy that's gonna just throw some hands with him. Too. Yeah, he needs to not get grappled a little bit. That's, that's, a, a, perfect, that's a perfect fight. That's a perfect yeah. They should fight. the UFC should steal that from me. I'll I'll allow it. All right, let's move on now. Uh, Clay Clay Guida choked out Santos. Um, not much to hear. Hilarious for one, but <laughs> the people that say this fight should have been stopped. Stop. Just I don't understand. Guida won. How 
could you like, – I've heard this four or five times where a guy gets a beating but survives, come back and win, and they say, oh, that should have been stopped though. Isn't the whole stopping it to protect the fighter because the fight's over and he can't defend himself and everything else? Guido was there. He was well, okay. The, kind he of. Survived and he won. Well, he, the was getting, he was getting the shit beaten out of him. He was, de- he was defending himself he was. to the best yeah. of his ability. A- as know? soon as they actually like separated, Guido was Guido. Like he was yeah. bouncing yeah. around, flipping his hair, yeah. and and Santos was getting. It doesn't matter that he landed three hundred strikes and rocked him seventeen times in, in between. Like, yep. what's the end result there? Guido Nate Nate Diaz should agree to that fight. He should. It's like the only fight he could win. <laughs> no money. No money. He'd lose that fight. He'd get out-wrestled. <laughs> Against Guido? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, there are refs that would have stopped that, and it wouldn't have been a terrible stoppage. But they didn't, and he came back. Yeah. It, yeah. I would, they, that would have been a perfectly fine stoppage if somebody stepped in and stopped that fight. I'm glad they didn't. Like, I, I could see a ref stopping that fight. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't. And I'm not one to think people should get the absolute fucking years taken off their life in a cage either. Like, I thought that was perfectly fine letting that fight go. Guido was fucking rolling and trying to grab him. Um, he really only got, like, dropped and, like, hurt badly with the knee where you was thinking, like, oh, shit, he's he's done. He wasn't. That fucker if he was, jumped in right when that knee landed, I would have been like, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's fine. Because they do right. they do that often where a guy get dropped like that and they'll step right in. But Guida, yep. he kept moving the whole fucking time. I After, tried to live – I don't live bet, but I tried to live bet him like 10 times. I couldn't get it. <laughs> Keith Peterson just wants to see death after uh, yeah. Dom gave him shit about not letting it go. Now he's letting all the fights go. Marab versus Marais in this one. Yeah, yeah. the, the guy, uh, Drendine, or Drendine. Oh, yeah, we can do that now. Great. Yeah. There's comments flying all over the place. We can't do anything. Yeah. That's um, anyway, let's uh, let's move on. we got a couple more to break down really, really quick before we get into the uh, UFC 269. Light heavyweight division, Jamal Hill defeated Jimmy Crute. Knockout. Is Hill better than I thought? Or is Crute worse than I thought? Or is the motherfucking Bear Jew the best fighter in the division? All, all answers acceptable. All three. All three. Yeah, all, all of the above. above. Why hasn't Bear Jew fought? I know who he was. Gustafson gave Gustafson. up. Yeah. yeah, but that was like months ago. Hey, is everyone just ducking Bear Jew? Her transplant surgery like takes a while. To <laughs> ah, <laughs> right? That's what it was. I mean, just don't go, don't go, don't go, Joe Buck. Hopefully, he doesn't get some kind of like stab infection and almost die. You know. I want to see Anthony Smith versus the Bear Jew. Oh, Give it to me. Give it to me. I'm not Dub. sure. I'm not sure how good Jamal Hill is, man. He's got hands, man. He's, got hands. he's on the feet. He, does, he 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 does, man. But I'm just I, I don't know. Dude. I don't on know. the feet, I don't know if there's anyone that's going to beat him too easily. Um, the problem is he doesn't he doesn't have any grappling. Jimmy Crude's an idiot. Yeah, um, he's just a moron, dude. It's another moron. Like, I've been on three grapplers versus strikers, and none of them got a takedown. Same. That's because <laughs> I bet them once. Yeah, I did, I did too. Those were, those were my losses. He'll, he'll's good. I, I think he's good. Um, at light heavyweight, he's okay. Let's go yeah. talk about somebody that's definitely pretty good. That yeah. uh, we, got, we got somebody on the show that named him that's starting to come around. Fizzy Pop? On how good <laughs> that though Fizzy Pop might just be. Yeah. R- yeah. Rafael Fiziev knocked out Riddell. Um, I, I, I won two bets. That's right. I forgot. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I won this fight too. Um, I had Fiziev and then uh, Thick Willie. Uh, he looked good, man. He's he's good. He's calm. He's cool. He's collective. Like 
he I, I'd like for him to be a little bit more aggressive at certain times, like early in the first and second round. I thought there was times he could have stepped in and really hurt him and put him away. Yeah, he's he's very patient. Man, this guy is he's hard to fucking deal with. His striking is just it, even Riddell. I thought Riddell looked really good actually in this fight. I thought Riddell looked better than I ever seen him. Um, just the, like the little shots in the pocket, like he hits so fucking hard, busy man. He hits like a fucking brick house, and it was impressed. Really impressed. Yeah, he's good. There's some there's some fun matchups for him at that weight class. That's for sure. There are. Yeah. Um, I thought uh, uh, Brad might not agree. But I thought Riddell looked okay, man. Like he 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 did well for himself in that fight. But Fizzy pops legit, man. And he's not going to be one of these boring ass fucking humpers that that Brad can't sure. stand. <laughs> oh no, dude, he hits fucking hard. Yeah, man, he hits. Riddell's he's got pillow fists. Oh, Riddell. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. Come on. Riddell doesn't. Well, I was going to say, Fiziev, when he starts letting his shit go, man, like, that dude oh, he, hurts. he cracks. He, he hurts fucking, fucking hurt. people, man. I, so, I like I like Fizzy Pop. Fiziev is in the point of his prospect status where I like to find the wrestlers. <laughs> so I don't know if this guy is still in the UFC or not, but. I wouldn't mind seeing Fizia versus Gregor Gillespie. You want everybody to fight Gregor. Yeah. He, never he fights once per year, so you got to be a little more selective. That's a good fight. Riddell, Riddell right. definitely more of a great. He got, he got Fizia in deep. Riddell's a kickboxer. When we, when we do he our. He got uh, it a couple times, and Fizzy Pop had some pretty good takedown defense. He's with our 2022 NCAA. prediction show, Lance gets to pick one opponent. For Gregor Gillespie, that's it. <laughs> gotta stick we with gotta it. we gotta we gotta pick the one opponent. That's because it. Because that'll probably be his only opponent for the entire year. Yep. Too, so yeah, just maybe for years. That's true. Um, I mean, yeah, you can show decent takedown defense events in Australian kickboxer. Know, what about an NCAA champion, Gregor Gillespie? <laughs> Bit of a different story. Yeah. Um, all right, that's uh, that's good. Let's move on to UFC 269. Um, great card. Starting off with a bad fight. Women's flyweight division. Jillian Robertson, Priscilla Casahora. New Sean? Is your internet working? It's sexist. I think so. That's catch a beaten. Catch a beaten? Yeah. Yeah. I think, <laughs> that's, what, uh, I think that's what Shaughnessy called him. Yeah. Uh, Paul Shag <laughs> called her. Uh, she's terrible. Uh, somehow she's on a two-fight win streak, and I think if you look at those wins, that might be the only girls that she can beat in this division. Uh, Robertson is not good. She probably wins. Minus 400 is still a lot. I like her, though. I'll pick Robertson. She probably gets a sub. I enjoy her fights. She's actually kind of fun. I usually like her her fights, weirdly enough. Wes? Yeah, Robertson should win, but there's absolutely no way she should be minus four hundred in this fight. That that's that's just crazy. And I, I think we could this is one of the chick fights we could see a finish in. Uh Robertson sub. Uh, it's definitely a, a possibility. Uh I still there's no way you can lay minus four hundred. Right. Is that really what this line is? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. There's no way. No way. Minus three fifty, minus four hundred, yeah. Damn. I wanted just to start the card off. <clears throat> I wanted to bet to uh, catch a beating for inside plus six fifty because Robertson can get finished. Uh, but 
I'm not going to do that. I'm I'm going to go with the the chick fatties over one and a half minus one forty five. Because even when she caught her first beating, when she came in and they fed her to uh, Shevchenko, that almost went two full rounds. So I- I'm thinking even if she gets taken down here, she lasts a little bit. And I'll pay a little bit of juice to to get a winner on the first fight. There you go. Unfortunately, Yamasaki is not refing this one. So it, uh, <laughs> he's not trying to get it's his uh, Shevchenko Peterson. decision bet to cash it's in letting a, a girl die Yamasaki. in there. Is it Keith? <laughs> yeah, it's a Keith, it's a Keith Peterson, though. That's, that's it, you question. might have a chance if it's Keith. Tanyoni <laughs> uh, likes to watch a death. That's, that's possible, too. I, I got I got nothing here. I'm not I'm not laying 4 to 1 on uh Robertson uh, I do think she probably gets a gets a finish but yeah this is a this is a pass for me all right let's move on now to the bantamweight division as we have Randy Costa taking on Tony Kelly new Sean don't have too much here uh as with most Randy Costa fights you probably just want to take him in by TKO or round one if if you're feeling frisky um Round one's over plus 200, and he's a minus 180 favorite. He pretty much only wins in round one. So uh, he probably knocks out Kelly in the first round. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to bet it or not, but if, if if I'm trying to find some bets on, on fight day, that will be that might be one. Wes? Yeah, I definitely feel like Costa's the, the better, better dude here. Uh, and he, he should get an early finish, but, man, if he doesn't, like he he has problems. Anytime he can't get a guy there early, um, he just fades bad in fights. Man, he goes all out in uh, those first that first round, really bad round and a half. So uh, I, I do like him here to to get an early finish, but there's just something telling me, man, that Kelly's tough, dude. And if he doesn't get him out of there, I got a feeling he might lose a, a close decision. So. I'm going to stay away as of right now, but I, I do like Randy Costa to get an early, uh, an early knockout this week. Brad, yeah, I, I think you kind of have to think Randy Costa wins early, but Kelly's never been finished. He's not terrible, uh, so if he can stick around, that could get interesting. Uh, plus two twenty-five on the round one just isn't enough for me to <clears throat> even throw it in like a prop round robin or anything like that. So. Nothing on this one for me. Yeah, this one's tough. I think Randy Costa round one is a popular bet around these parts. Uh, but at plus 220, 225, something like that, I don't think there's a lot of value. I, I think this could be, we could actually see for one Randy Costa round two, I think is on the table here. Uh, Kelly's tough as shit. He is, he is very, very tough. He's hard to finish and he's extremely hittable though. Uh, even look at the Kai Kamaka fight, like he pounded on his fucking face, but he survived. Um, so I, I don't know. This this one's tough to call for me. I, I would not be survive. I would not be surprised if if Kelly survives the early onslaught, the mer- the first five, six, seven minutes, and and takes over late. Wouldn't be surprised if Costa puts him out in a minute. Um, I just don't think there's any value here. If we were getting you know three to one plus on on Costa in round one. I'd probably take a look at it, um, but and there's no value on inside. It's like minus 110. I'm just not seeing value anywhere in this fight, so it's it's going to be a, a clean pass for me. But I think it's going to be a fun fight. I think either way, this is going to be a be a fun fight to watch. So pass on this one. Um, and then I think I'm going to bet on like, every fight the rest of the way. Um, all right, featherweight division, Ryan Hall takes on Derek Minner. 
New Sean's. Ryan Hall fights are always kind of weird. Um, the one with Tapiria wasn't because Tapiria is actually very good and <laughs> was able just to <laughs> stuff him and destroy him. That was a good uh, think, Ryan Hall fight. I think we all enjoyed that. Was that. that was one of the fight. biggest bets I've ever made in my life on that fight. I'm not that kidding. Was, that was quite enjoyable. Yeah. Um, Derek Minner's looked okay since since teaming up with uh, with Kraus, but I mean, getting TKO'd by Darren Elkins is not a great sign. Um, if this becomes just like a shitty grappling kickboxing, like a, a kickboxing fight with a pair of grapplers, it's going to get very boring and very terrible. I think Hulk is going to force grappling, and then when that happens, uh, I kind of expect Hall to, to get a sub. Um, maybe Minner has some moments and I just think Hall can, can grapple for much longer than Minner, uh, even with this, this new and improved Minner. Um, so I think inevitably Hall grabs a leg or a rear naked choke or something. Uh, so I took under two and a half. I was able to get it at minus 125 for a unit. Um, not the, not the strongest bet, but, uh, Ryan Hall, weird shit happens in his fight, so. Let's go. Let's... Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of leaning that way uh, myself. Um, I, I just feel like at some point, Minner's going to get involved in some kind of close quarter shit, and Ryan Hall's going to get him to the mat. And I think Ryan Hall's just – he's say what you will about the dude, but when the shit gets to the mat, he's fucking dangerous. So um, I'm leaning Ryan Hall. I, I, can't, I can't bet this motherfucker. I, I'm not putting money – on Ryan Hall, that dude's boycotted by me. Um, I just, I want to fade him so bad. I want to fade him every fight. I just feel like this is a, a pretty decent matchup with a guy that's eventually going to get to the mat with him, and it's not going to be good for Minner in that spot. So I'm going to pick Ryan Hall, but I'm going to stay with him. Brad? You guys are fucking crazy. <laughs> Ryan Hall is a broken human. Talk me into it, man. And, and that was before he got his shit pushed in by the top urinal. Um, this man sucks at fighting. He, <laughs> he hates fighting. He doesn't want to fight. He gets into the cage so that he can run away for 15 minutes. So I don't know what's going on in his personal life. But, man, it, it cannot be good because he gets into a cage for an escape. Um, I know you said that, like, maybe he'll get uh, Minner to the ground at some point. He has, he's got one takedown in his entire UFC career, spanning back to 2004, or however long he's been with the fucking promotion. He's been here forever and fought twice. Um, He doesn't get takedowns. He forces grappling. He doesn't need a takedown. He's not trying to get takedowns. No, he's... But in this fight, he's against a competent grappler, and I know Minner has a million submission losses. Yeah, he's record. lost. He's he's got subbed eight times. Extremely Don't competent. Care. Don't care. Yeah. Who who's the best guy that Ryan Hall has subbed in MMA? BJ uh, Penn. The there you go. Elite, in shape, motivated. One of the, one of the best, best grapplers the, ever. The best Tours guy that, that Ryan Hall has subbed in <laughs> MMA. You're correct. It is. Maged Hamo uh, at Challenge MMA 2 back in 2013. No, it's BJ Penn. He doesn't sub people. Like, he's... I I just think he's going to get laid on for 15 minutes in this fight, and Derek Mayer's going to win a hilarious 
shitty decision and I'm going to love it and I'm going to make some money on it. Has he ever got laid on before? No. Yeah. Because nobody's dumb enough to lay there. You got to be either Tapuria oh and God. smash he's... him from the top or you got to be on your feet. He's not that dangerous. He's a skinny, frail little white dude. He can't be that dangerous. All right. Yeah, but it... All right, I seen that, that he's he's that not sweater vest. He he's not an American Ferocious. teenager. Ferocious. <laughs> um, nobody hates Ryan Hall more than me. I think that's a fact. I yep. I fucking hate Ryan. I hate everything about him. I think he's he blocked me on Twitter instantly. I don't know why. I don't remember. Probably something I said. It's because uh, it's because you're Jewish. Actually. I don't like because yeah, you're Jewish. He doesn't. He's not a he fan. He doesn't like our people. Bold hot take here. Ryan Hall is the better striker in this matchup. I think that's fair. He's the better striker, and he's the better grappler. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. Ryan Hall is going to batter this fucking mother <laughs> redneck dude just all over the cage. He's going to beat the crap out of him. Mitter's going to initiate the takedown, try to get on top, and, and then get submitted. Awesome. And win a decision. <laughs> <laughs> and 30-27. Um, Mitter's, Mitter's – like, you don't see guys like him. He's a guy who has no striking, all grappling, who gets submitted anytime he gets in a bad position. <laughs> like, it's the weirdest dude. I, I hate Ryan Hall. I think Ryan Hall inside, it's like plus 100 or sub plus 120. I think after that fucking Bear Jew finish, I'm never taking, um, like, a close line at sub. It must be like a big flyer. Um, so I think it's I think Hall inside at plus money is the play here. Um, I don't think he wins a decision here. Minner also has a negative gas tank. Like, I don't know if that guy can make it 15 minutes without barring Greg Hardy's inhaler. Um, I, I just – I think this is a finish. I think it plus money. It's it's worthy of a bet. So, man, as much as I hate to say this, the bet is on Ryan Hall. All right. Flyweight division. Great fight buried on this card under Aaron Blanchfield versus Miranda Maverick. We have in the flyweight division Alex Perez versus Matt Danger Snell. Who's Sean? Perez hasn't fought since he lost last year inside a round to Figueredo. Uh, so it's it's over a year now. It it's that layoff is not great, especially coming off a loss in a title fight. There's kind of been some history of letdowns after those. So I, I'm not touching Perez. I think he's the much more skilled fighter. I think he is able to put this fight wherever he wants, whether he wants it standing or or on the ground. Um but layoff and and the last time out losing a title fight is is pushing me away from betting him at over minus three hundred. So I think he wins. Uh, not sure if he gets a finish, but uh, just staying away for a bet. Wes, yeah, I, I think Perez is the the better guy here at this point. I'm I'm not sure what to what to think of, of Matt Schnell anymore. Um, Matt Schnell used to be like. Very, very dangerous when he would just go all out. Like he would pull off subs, uh, get dudes in firefights, get those front chokes. Uh, lately, he's tried to be like cool, calm, and collected, and he's losing. Like he's losing these decisions. Um, it's cost me a ton of money lately because I keep waiting for the old Matt Schnell to show up, and I keep betting these unders and keep losing, but. I'm I'm gonna go back to the well again this time. Um, I I think I think Perez and, and him are gonna get into some firefights, and uh, this is gonna be way more action than we've seen Matt Snell have in his fights here lately. And 
that gives him the opportunity to catch one of those chokes. Um, I think it's more likely that uh, Perez boxes his head up a little bit and ends up getting a second or third round finish. Um, but I, I think we're going to see one or the other in this fight. So I kind of like the under or, um, I mean, fight inside the distance is, is plus money as well. So um, I, I'm either going to play one of those for sure. E- either the under fight inside the distance, uh, both plus money at this point. Pick is going to be Perez. Fred? Yeah, I, I like Perez here as well. But like Wes, I, I'm still picturing Matt Schnell from like legacy cards and his early UFC career and, and, and that sort of stuff where he would actually go for it. And I think if he does that uh, against Perez, uh, if he doesn't do that against Perez, he's going to lose because Perez is the, the cleaner striker. And if he does that against Perez, he's got a shot to maybe scramble and find a submission, maybe land something in exchange, but he's probably going to get knocked out. So I like the under two and a half here is uh, plus 145 and Perez TKO is plus 300. And if you do think that uh, Schnell gets that sub, um, it's like plus a thousand or something, which, you know, I, I, I get tempted by my four digits, but uh, I, I think I'm just going to stick with the under and Perez here. Yeah, this is a, this is a tough one. Perez hasn't fought in a long time. You know, he gets the title shot, gets, gets beat quick. And taking a lot of time off. And, you know, Perez has lost by sub a few times. And I, I think Schnell needs to go back to his, his old thing, grapple, try to get subs, be aggressive, like you guys have said. And hopefully, and we just talked about on the, the recap, that fighters usually never take the best path to victory. I'm hoping Schnell does here. I'm hoping he, he goes with the grappling. I think if he just tries to get in a firefight and – you know, keeps in the feet. I don't think he has that much of a chance of winning. I think Perez is just better overall game. But if he can make this dirty and get some weird scrambles in there and possibly grab a neck, I think that's his best chance to win here. Um, and at ten to one, it, it's hard not to to take a stab there. That's that's one I kind of highlighted. So um, I don't know if he gets it. I don't know if he wins. I think if he doesn't get this sub, he's going to lose. Um, so I think you know, with his best pass to victory being a sub, I think at, at plus one thousand, you got to take a shot. So. I'm taking here the bet is Matt Schnell by uh, submission at 10 to 1. All right. Um, anyone have anything to say about Blanchfield versus Maverick? I No? Brad, Brad's muted. That's good. Let's, let's move on. Yeah. Going once. <laughs> two, two greatest prospects in the history of women's MMA. I, I, want you guys I was going to go take a piss break um, during this fight. Well, you guys broke it down. but uh, you can, you can Blanchfield take a beat somebody called Brogan. Brogan Roback? Brogan Roback's twin sister was is also Brogan, named Brogan. Was Brogan hyped up on the Ember Mechton, though? That's the question. <laughs> He's yeah. Brogan, the Brogan's saving way. lives. The I thought Brogan was learned. like a, a group of the uh, the Hojum fans. They call themselves <laughs> the Brogans, don't they? <laughs> sure. A lifetime member. <laughs> Middleweight division, Andre Munez versus Eric Anders. New Sean. Eric Anders is one of the more disappointing fighters that we've kind of hyped up on this podcast. We hey, big did you know that he was a uh, he was a linebacker on a at Alabama national championship? No, he won a national team. championship. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, I think really. he led the team in tackles. Actually, I'm not wow. sure if you knew that. Fun fact. Interesting. I didn't know he played football. It's it's news to me. I thought there, thought there yeah. was wow. another fighter that played for for I think Tennessee or somebody too. Like. 
They just they never mention these kind of things. Yeah, they never mention these kind of things. <laughs> these these football players are not athletic inside a cage. And and tell that to Greg think, Hardy. Oh wait. Exactly. <laughs> well, he's athletic, but you gotta be a fighter too. You gotta be a man about things. <laughs> yeah. You can have all the athleticism in the you world. You know, you just fight women dude. all the time. Yeah, exactly. Like Brendan Schaub. That's the kind of athlete we're looking for. <laughs> I still remember my favorite thing ever is when he got that knock. I think when he got knocked out by Rothwell. Some made this video like he was reaching for butterflies. Catching the butterflies. Yeah. Catching the butterflies, so good. yeah. One of my favorites. <laughs> so good. Yeah, so uh, Anders has been a, a, a pretty big disappointment. Um, Muniz coming off the sub of Jacare. Uh, yeah, the sub. I cast that. Was, that, that was nasty. That was, that was nasty. Um, yeah, I, I like Muniz here, but uh, I think there's better spots to bet. Um, but yeah, he he should win. Wes, yeah, I'm I'm leaning knees here as well. Um, that that last fight of Anders just I don't know it, it worries me a little just because I I could see Anders getting takedowns here, man, and can he stay out of the sub? <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm not so sure about that. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I, I like Muniz here. Uh, I think he probably finds a sub because I think he's going to end up on his back. I think Anders is going to fight that kind of smart fight he did. He did last time against Stewart, and I think he's going to try to get takedowns here and and do some some work on the mat. I think Muniz can can probably find a sub on Anders if he could have, if he found one on Jacare like that. So he's going to be the pick, but. Man, it, it's hard for me to bet him because I I could absolutely see Anders controlling top position and landed some ground and pound for three rounds here and getting a decision. So I'm probably going to pass. Bradley. She didn't like that. The pillows were out of place. I no. saw her. I saw her do that. You see my house. <laughs> <And tornado was. laughs> um, yeah. I kind of think that even though Anders is the worst fighter uh, and less of a fighter, he is a better athlete than Muniz. We've seen Muniz against, um, like, Arroyo wasn't able to put him away quickly. I wouldn't be shocked if Anders can, like, stall this out and hold him up against the cage a little bit and do a little bit of work on the feet. He's not bad uh, when he actually throws. So I, I think this is going to go you know, a little bit of time. I'm not betting Anders in this fight. Uh, but I think I am going to pull the trigger on uh, over one and a half. It's uh, minus 138. So uh, I, I don't think that's terrible in a fight where I don't see a quick finish. Yeah, um, don't agree with any of you guys. This is probably one of my most confident plays in the card. Um, Anders sucks. This is the dude going life and death with Darren Stewart week over week. Um, he's got nothing. Uh I was shocked at this matchup. Honestly, I think you get a, you've won a bunch of fights. How many? How many has he won in a row now? Five. Or something? Fabianski and shit, though, man. All right, so he's won. Well, two is two contenders. This is right? the this is the best guy he's gonna fight because Jacare's just not Jacare. I, I don't know. I think was, not Jacare is better than Eric Anders. That was just elder abuse, though. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't count. I mean, three in a row. 
you beat Jacare and you get Eric Anders. I, I don't know. I thought I was going to see a bigger step up. I like Muni's game, man. He, he's aggressive. His 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 sub game is obviously great. He's going for finishes. Um, Anders isn't good in the feet. Anders doesn't have wrestling, and he doesn't have jujitsu. So I don't I don't know what's what we're looking at here. I think this is just a clear cut Munez win. I think he he takes him down and gets him top and finishes him. Um, if not, he's going to wear Anders down, and and maybe he gets the clinch takedown against the cage. I don't, I don't know. And Anders can't punch. He has no idea what he's doing. He's, I, I, he honestly is good at nothing besides apparently a linebacker for the University of Alabama under Nick Saban. That's all he's got. He's got nothing besides that. I love mm-hmm. Munez here. Um, I'm definitely going to be betting him on this card. All right, middleweight division. Our boy, the Beverly Hills Ninja, Jordan Wright. Takes on Bruno Silva. I don't know who Bruno Silva is, Brad, but you best know I'm be betting him. New Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Beverly Hill Ninjas is, is somehow two and one in the UFC. Killer that guy. <laughs> Absolutely mind boggling. Um, it's pretty crazy to see a fight that's lower than light heavyweight that has a under one and a half that's juiced to like minus one sixty. It's a fair line. <laughs> and it probably is a fair line. Uh, Beverly Hills Ninjas has an average fight time of like two minutes. Um, Bruno Silva, he, he swangs. And he's I think he's probably going he, he to he, hit that ninja and, and knock him out. Um, who knows? Did I mean Jamie? How did he knock out Jamie Pickett? Like Jamie Pickett's fucking Jamie bad. Pickett sucks. He's bad, but like, he does, sucks. does he's the ninja good. have he's some a, power? I don't understand. This. He he's blindly closes his eyes and throws, and you're fighting Pickett. It works. <laughs> he's a ninja. He's a ninja. Silva knock, Silva knockout is minus one seventy five. I know. Like, <laughs> I know he's like. Minus three fifty straight, like minus two hundred back. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, a Paulo Costa fight. <laughs> yeah, that's a wild one. Uh, I do expect Silva to to knock him out, um, probably in the first couple minutes. Yep. Wes. Yeah, Silva's gonna knock him out. I'm gonna have him in a parlay and probably him by KO. Uh, parlay with something. Brad. I feel like you guys are forgetting. How elusive you told me the ninja was in the first round against Buckley. He was he was dancing. He was he was he was he was jiving. He was very uh, elusive. Yes. And, and then he got rocked at the end of the round and everything was over. So he's probably gonna get caught by something pretty quick in this one and it's it's gonna be over. Yeah. Um Bruno Silva's interesting, man. He he's a guy that can think beat a lot of guys. He he doesn't give a shit. And he's got big power. And that's a dangerous combination, not giving a shit and having big power. If more guys who had big power gave no shits like Silva, I think we'd see a lot more a lot more better guys like that. Because I think sometimes you try to contain yourself and be smart about it. Uh-uh. No fucks here. Just swanging and banging. No can, big can deal. Can Beverly Hills Ninja wrestle, though? Not. There's no way that guy has any technical ability <laughs> in any aspect of life. Um, that guy's just a big, fat loser. Uh, Silva's going to take his fucking head off. Minus 175 actually sort of feels like a steal on that <laughs> knockout line. Um, this fight's not going more than a couple minutes. I would be shocked. So I am going to be betting Bruno Silva in a parlay. I'll probably actually parlay him with uh, Munez. 
All right. Uh, heavyweight division, swinging and banging again. Augusta Sakai tied to Ivasa. New show. I love this fucking fight, by the way. Oh, I love it. You, you can have it, Lance. This Not is... fatties either, Brad. Oh, it's so fatties. Not a Fatty doesn't fatty. These are, these are oh, some t-shirted. These are some t-shirted. Oh, do, you, do you see those rolls coming over top of the, of his shorts? That is, and that stomach is just. He's been knocking out bums left and right quick, though. Yeah, he, but now he's facing the sad belly. Yeah, there's a horrible. Couple, <laughs> couple sad bellies in in the octagon on Saturday. Um, shoes, baby. This I is low level. Need a fourth white claw to deal with this fight. <laughs> low level heavyweights, uh, as you can see by the line. I don't think anybody knows what the fuck is going to happen here. Uh, I think Tuivasa has got a better chin. Sakai's probably a little more skilled and probably has a little bit more cardio. I have no idea. I'll uh, I'll pick Tuivasa. It's it's very bad. Uh, Wes, do you have anything better I'm back. on that one? Okay, Wes, did of you book your Vegas stuff yet for March? Not, not yet, but I'm I'm going to here soon. Text me later. I uh, I booked my hotel and flight the other day. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it done. I'm kind of getting through the holidays and shit, and then wife wife said everything's all good, but I'm just gonna kind of just ease on in there and be like, hey, you know, I gotta book my stuff for. I'm doing Friday to Monday. Oh, I'm doing Thursday to Monday. I'm I'm taking I'm taking Thursday, Dude, for the stars, Dude for the stars. That is gonna that is gonna be my first trip in like fucking you know, we did two days at the fucking the Indiana casino. But that was like thirty minutes from your house. That that's, yeah, that that does not count. That's not a vacation. That was before the kid too. This Should we go to the Apex? <laughs> or no, it's a UFC pay per view that week in Vegas, I actually saw. Ooh. You can Vegas, go get huh? whatever the latest variant. So when is. we're there, there's going to be it's like a UFC, new variant, UFC two seventy two or something. <laughs> so Wes, if we win big on Friday, we'll go scalp some tickets and go to the fights on Saturday. Yeah, we're going to be dealing with the Marion fucking variant by then. Like, <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Omicron's fine. I read about it. We're okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm, uh, got my my booster coming up here. I'm gonna go. I already got it. mine. Yeah, I've been I've been putting it off. Um, I didn't want to get another one, man. Like I, I, I did my part. I didn't want to fucking, I didn't want to get another one, but now these idiots are running around again and I'm going to have to fucking get another one. Life's completely back to normal for me since I've been vaccinated. I mean, I, I, I kind of go, I kind of go about my, about my business too, but that's why I'm going to get the booster too. Cause I don't know. I got the kid at home now and shit. And I'm, you got to, I, I worry about that shit, but I do it. Um, Take 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 your put your shirt on, hop in the pool with me, and um, this is getting fat. Like I, I know I know these dudes like got some knockouts and shit. But, like look at the guys are knocking out to like Greg Hardy and stuff. Dude, th- these dudes are gonna fucking go full sad belly in the pool. We're gonna get fat. We gotta lay a little juice this time, which which kind of sucks. Um, but. These dudes are. This shit might go fifteen minutes. Watch, it's gonna get sloppy. No, Brad. Uh, Wes is right. He's right. What can I say? The man has the man has that fatherly wisdom about him now. And uh, I have, I have say, double the kids, so my wisdom is double. No, it, it cancels out. It <laughs> <Zero>. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tuavasa is a disgusting human being. 
He drinks beer out of a shoe. I don't know anybody who has good taste in beer who drinks it out of a shoe. Matt's uh, had seven I, coronaviruses. Uh, Aaron Water Show? Nope. I said good taste in beer. He's got uh, excellent taste in seltzers. Terrible taste in beer. Um... <laughs> But I, I guess if your beer already tastes like a moldy foot, like the shit that Sean's drinking right now, uh, it doesn't matter <laughs> if you do. get out of a shoe or not. Uh, but for me, I like good beer. Uh, so I can't support Tai Tuavasa. And uh, Sakai has the kind of belly that I aspire to. So sad belly by decision. It's perfect. Woo! It's beautiful. I got yeah. the opposite of that. Um, <laughs> I... Tui Vasa seems to have found something versus these bums, and the key is fighting losers. This isn't the bum. This is a bum. This he, is a huge bum. He was hurt bad by Hardy, man. Yeah. Like, he was rock. Hardy Hardy's, was... Hardy's not a bum. Oh, Sakai's been knocked out in his last two fights. He just keeps getting fucking floored. Tui Vasa's got some confidence now. He found out the best way to win is fight guys who suck at fighting and, you know, punch them in the face. Um and you're getting I think it's it's I think it was inside the distance is like minus one ten or plus a hundred, something like that. And Tui Vasa is not one decision. I think he's the more likely winner and I like him here. I like I like Tui Vasa. I like, like Tui in the fight. I think you're I think you're right there. I, I think he gets a light. I think it was fight. minus TKO is plus one fifty, Lens. Oh, okay. I must have oh he was he was minus one ten. Um maybe I just put it Oh you just, you just it, rock him straight? Maybe insides plus one thirty. I'm telling you, I'm not. I'm not fucking. I'm not fucking. I'm not doing it anymore. Like if if knockouts minus one, my plus one fifty, and insides plus one thirty. I'm taking the one thirty. Baird, you fucking scarred me for I'm, life. He two, he's gonna sub him. Arm in half. I've, done that. I've done that forever, man. I've done that forever. <laughs> I've always done that, and I took that fucking Baird, you win, and I swear yeah. to God, never yeah. again. I'm never going back. I always take you, you should do that for sub guys. You, can, you should do that for sub guys because that shit down. can happen. Well, yeah, knockout like, guys are not getting hey, subs. KO's a little there, There's some of them though that can. That's why I always played inside distance. But KO's different than sub for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can see we can see a Tui Vasa just arm bar oh, here. Well, rear naked. Yeah, and then you get I'm, full, I'm, belly I'm, on belly. I'm fine with that. Late later second round. I think that's probably the right yeah. the right play. I think Tui Vasa is going to get him out of there later. I like Tui Vasa here. All right, bantamweight division, the Dominator, Dominic Cruz takes on Pedro Munoz. New show fights. This should be a good one. Um, I'm curious to see how much how many leg kicks Cruz can take because I know he took a bunch of, from from Kenny. I think Pedro Munoz's uh, kicks are, are a little bit better than Kenny's, and and then. I don't think Dom's going to be able to to bounce around like he he normally does, and then it gets uh, kind of a closer fight. And we know Munoz loves to throw them haze. I don't have a bet here. If if Munoz somehow gets to plus money, I'll, I'll put a small play on him. Uh, he's the pick. I just think he can slow him down with leg kicks, and then it gets fun on the feet. West. Yeah, I mean, I, I gotta take some Pedro Munoz at this price here, man. Um, I think Sean broke it down perfectly. He's gonna land some leg kicks on Dom. Um, I think he's got the the major power advantage in this fight. I just can't see Dom dancing around for fifteen minutes here. Um, I like I like Munoz. I think Munoz wins it wins a decision here. Fred, 
So we've got this guy who was even money against Aldo last time out. And everyone was like, oh, man, his volume, his leg kicks, they're going to do it against Aldo. And we're smart people on this podcast. We're rational people. We're like, no, that's that's not going to happen. He's not going to do that to Aldo. He can do that to Dominic Cruz. And he's the same price as he was against a much better, less faded guy than Cruz. Uh, Cruz did not look good against Kenny. I, I, was, I, I was on him in that fight, and I was clenching real hard. Um, yep. it, it came through in the end, but I did not feel good about it, and it was one of those fights where I'm like, well, not betting that guy again. And I didn't feel the same way coming out of the, the Aldo-Munoz fight. I, I think Munoz can do Munoz things. Uh, the, the guillotine is going to stop. The, the threat of the takedown from, from Dom, I think. And he's just going to uh, catch him with some of those leg kicks and overwhelm him with volume, I, I, I think. So I like Munoz to take the decision here. We're just not on the same page today, fellas. <laughs> nope. We're just, we're not, it's probably not a better, bad thing. You better hope it's different last <laughs> well, I, week. <laughs> I, got all the, I got all the losses out of the way last week. The week before was good. It's, you know, every other one. So I like the Dominator here. I, I think I think Munoz is kind of washed. Um, he, he has not looked good in his last couple fights. The volume that we're talking about, he has not been throwing as much as last couple fights. Frank Yeager beat him within an inch of his fucking life. <laughs> I don't even know how he survived that. Think yeah. how, think how washed Frank Yeager is, right? Agree with the decision or not. Frankie won a couple rounds off that guy. Um, and, and Munoz is in a fucking fight. I, I think Dominic Cruz has a similar game plan. I think he's gonna, I think the speed is going to be there. I think he can stick and move like he always does. I don't think he's going to be scared of the guillotine here. Dominic does a really good job of immediately getting into half guard when he gets takedowns. Um, I don't think he's going to be as scared as, as the guillotine. And I think he's just going to, he's going to more activity, more movement, a couple takedowns in there. Um, Cruz kind of will be able to dictate there. This fight goes more than Munoz, which I always like. I like betting on grapplers who don't shoot too. So who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, I, I just like Dom here. Uh, I think, you know, they're about the same age and Munoz has been in some wars too. And I think, I think Cruz is going to come out and look good. I think he's going to look really good in this fight. And I think at, I think was it plus 100 somewhere in there. It's around even money right now. Um, okay. anyway, look, yeah. Dominic Did, didn't you love 100. Jimmy Rivera against Munoz too? No, <laughs> I, I have, I bet Pedro in almost all of his fight. I love Jimmy Rivera against Cody Stamen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. I love. I I bet Munoz in a lot of his fights until Frankie. I the I stopped betting Munoz when Frankie just fucking took the skull when he got out of when him. he got robbed when he put got it on the mantle with the rest of those losers. Um, that's Dominator here plus one hundred. Love it. All right, let's move on now. The final prelim, tough one here. Featherweight division. Josh Emmett, Dan fifty k Ige. Underrated nickname. New Sean. Does he have a lot of bonuses? Does he no, no, I don't know if he's ever name. won the 50K. I think it's more of like a pipe dream. He uh, had to win one in his last. He's trying to, yeah, ma- no. he's trying to manifest those uh, No, not against Jung. I think he probably won oh, one against when he knocked out Tucker. Yeah, <laughs> he, He's won two. He, he won one for his submission of Danny Henry, and then he mm. won one with the knockout of Gavin Tucker. Yeah. I mean – Career, that's putting like top ten career earnings in the UFC right there. It is right, right. I think Dubronx has won nineteen 
or something, like 21 performance bonuses. <laughs> we, we don't want to count those, though, because they all go back to the favelas. Can you imagine how rich Dubrox is in favela money? <laughs> he's like the fucking richest man in the world. He still lives in the fucking slums. Dude, and, and he's one of the few that made it like that from down in Brazil that literally still there. fucking lives there yeah. and stays yeah. there. The guy is Imagine the equivalent of like a ten billion, like ten billion in earnings when he where he lives. Nobody on earth is safer than Dubrox. <laughs> you know that nobody comes into that favela and fucks with Dubrox. Well, he's like Vin he's Diesel the... in one of those Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> he's also a hero there. Like I've seen these videos. Like at Christmas time, he no, buys man. every single kid in his entire community Christmas presents himself. What, what a man. Oh, oh God, the dick on that guy! Whew. I think he, I think he did, I think he did buy him a little uh, farmland down there though uh, recently, and a little bit. Got, yeah, and he's got him, he's got him some fucking horses and shit too. Like, I saw that he's a rancher. Enjoy, he's cowboy like, Dubrox. Yeah, he's got he's got a little land down there and cowboy. shit. Yeah. <laughs> but him, Dubrox, he's cowboy. the actual he's the actual cowboy. Like yeah. like the the other cowboys just. Living in the favela, fucking Slang every dick. Fucking every day. <laughs> <laughs> Bronx is actually raising horses and shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, break it down. Yeah, this should, this should be a good fight. Um, Emmett coming off a year and a half layoff is is probably concerning if if you're looking to back him. Um, Ige's what was his injury? Is he, was he injured? A, I think he had a knee or something, didn't he? Didn't yeah, he, like he, he, heard, he heard it in a fight. He blew his knee out in a fight, but still won. Yeah, it was against was that the Burgos uh, Bur- fight. Burgos, yeah, he like blew his knee out. Yeah, that's right. Oh yes, I remember that. Yeah, also, but he won. Uh, yeah. yeah, he did. He did beat Burgos. He that's, finds that's a impressive. way to fucking win. That guy. He's not good. He just wins. Yeah, and and he's for the most part pretty much abandoned his his wrestling. And if if he's smart, he probably should wrestle Dan Ige in this fight. Um, I think this becomes a, a much more competitive uh, fight if it, if it's on the feet. Um, I don't know if if Emmett's going to do that. He doesn't seem to to want to wrestle. He wants to throw them hands. Um, Ige is is skilled. Um, he he throws a variety of strikes. He, he's got okay volume. Um, seems to be getting better. I know he kind of had that stumble against Zombie, but Zombie had to take him down because. That fight was getting sketchy on the feet. So he um, got hurt a couple of times, didn't he? Yeah, it was. It was. It was getting sketchy there. If, if you backed uh, <laughs> zombie like I did, um, Ike by decision is like plus two fifty. I think that's probably not a bad thing to take. Ike, I know <laughs> somehow he knocked out Gavin Tucker, but for the most part, he's a, a decision machine. Uh, I think he can kind of out volume. Stuff some takedowns and and win a close decision. Um, that number on decisions, I, I think, worth a, a small stab. What's? Yeah, I feel like Emmett. He like uh, knocked out Lamas and I believe Michael Johnson, and the dude. He thinks he's got some kind of huge power now. Um, he does like Sean said. He doesn't use his wrestling. He's completely falling in love with his hands and, and his power. And um, I, I've watched way better uh, strikers with great technique and power not be able to get Danny Gay out of there at this point. I'm not sure Emmett's going to be able to do that. And outside of that, like Ige's the better striker. Um, 
the the better all around striker, I believe. So, uh, at, at plus money, um, that that decision line is is pretty nice as well. This probably goes uh, all fifteen. Um, but yeah, I like I like Ige here. Um, I think you got to take plus money against a guy that's coming off a knee surgery, been out for a year and a half. Um, I just think he's the better all around fighter. So yeah, I'm going to take some plus money on Ige. Red. I feel like in general, I've lost money on Josh Emmett. Um, but that's yeah. not going to affect me here because <laughs> I'm, I'm still going to ride with Ige. I'm not even a huge Ige fan, uh, but I just think what he's good at being durable uh, is very well aligned with literally the only thing that Emmett is good at, and that's having like weird power. That, that affects guys. So if Emmett can't knock Ige out in, in this fight or drop him multiple times, and I don't think he can, I don't think he wins. Uh, I, I Even if he tries, I'm not sure he's going to be able to easily out-wrestle Ige in this one. Uh, if it stays on the feet, I think it's going to be relatively competitive, but I give an edge to Ige. Uh, and in terms of the actual grappling, uh, I gave Ige an edge there as well. So I'll take him at dog money. It's not going to be huge, uh, but I do kind of lean towards Ige in this fight um, as long as he doesn't get slept. I mean, I've been I've been writing Dan Ige down and crossing him off <laughs> like <laughs> ten times this week as I've been trying. I, I haven't bet yet. I usually don't bet till Friday. Um, and I've just been back and forth, back and forth. And the only thing really holding me is like, like Brad said, like I keep betting against Josh Emmett because he doesn't seem like he's very good at fighting, but he keeps beating guys that I think are pretty good at fighting. So something's got to give there, but I think like matchup wise, like I like, I do like Dan Ige in this fight and I'm a sucker and I probably will end up playing, playing Ige and then Emmett's going to knock him out with like four seconds left. That Michael Johnson fight first Emmett was like one of the worst moments of my life. Um, that was just so fucking depressing. And I can't get that picture out of my mind, but you know, Emmett's been out for a while. He's coming off reconstructive knee surgery. Um, he's getting older. He's 36 now. And, and Ige is good. He's, he's good. He's tough. He's got good hands. My problem with Ige is he doesn't have that. And he started with Gavin Tucker, but he doesn't have that finishing power. Um, he's a technical striker, but he doesn't have a lot of power. So 50 K Ige, probably not the, uh, the correct terminology there for a nickname. Uh, but I do like Ige here. I, I probably will end up betting, like I said, uh, at plus 145, somewhere around there. It does seem like it's it's worth it. So the pick is going to be Ige, probably going to be betting it here. All right, let's now move on to the bantamweight division as we have Rabula Paiva versus Sean O'Malley. You, Sean? I don't think I hate O'Malley as much as Lance. I'm not sure many, <sighs> many folks do. Um, but I... I'm ready to fade him. I have faded him, but I just don't think this is the spot. Uh, Paiva's kind of a blown-up flyweight, so it's not like he's going to be able to manhandle the the toothpick that is Sean O'Malley. He doesn't really have great grappling. He does throw leg kicks and calf kicks um, when he's not worried about takedowns, which he's not going to worry in, in this fight. So we, we might get to see if, if that foot is in, in leg is still fucked up from the, the Vera fight. Um, I, ju- I just see O'Malley being too much for, for Paiva. Um, 
O'Malley at, by TKO is is plus money, and he's a what minus three hundred favorite. One of those numbers is wrong. <laughs> I'll uh, I might bet him by TKO. Let's. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I've never hated O'Malley like like uh, Lantez either, but um, I've absolutely faded him before, and I'm I'm doing it again here. I I, I think this is, um, this is a good spot for Pavia. I think I think he's he's probably the the better striker than O'Malley. I know O'Malley's got some KOs against some absolute bums of this point. I mean, Pavia's fought like legit competition in the UFC and and looked fairly good doing it. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's, uh, I think he's going to land some shit on O'Malley and, and we, we've seen how O'Malley reacts when he's in there tough, man. And I think he's going to be in a really tough fight here. And, um, j- just the price, man, plus two fifty here on Is O'Malley really that good off of these past performances to where he should be a minus 300 favorite against a, a decent dude that's fought decent competition in the UFC. No fucking way for me, man. Uh, give me some Pavia at, at plus two fifty. If I if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's it's just a line I I can't pass up against Sean O'Malley at this point. Brad, I think O'Malley is the more talented of these two guys, uh, and I I don't think that's a, a crazy thing to say. But are we really sure that he has this insane power? Like he he knocked out old ass Eddie Wineland. And who the the Mexican pirate dude? Uh, fucking Mexican. Oh, Kunonis. Yeah. You, there you go. Kunonis. Yeah, yeah. You, you knew who I meant. Um, but like, he went into the third round with Almeida, who has zero chin. He went into the third round with that uh, troll hair guy that he fought last time, who has no business being in the UFC. Uh, I don't think that he's actually good at getting decent fighters out of there. And I think against a guy like Paiva, we saw that if even a a good bantamweight uh, struggled to get him out of there and then was in trouble in in that fight, I think Kyler Phillips is way better than Sean O'Malley. Way, way better. I don't even think that's a question. And, And Paiva just gave him a hell of a fight and won the fight. Um, I, I think you could probably make a case for Phillips in that fight. Uh, it was very competitive. At least a draw. <laughs> it it was bad. very competitive. But, like, if you're going to a draw with Kyler Phillips, I feel like you should probably beat Sean O'Malley. Uh, we, we don't know what O'Malley looks like after the third minute against somebody that's actually going to fight back against him. Because the one time it happened, he quit right away. So I I like Pyva in this one. I I took a little plus two ninety on him earlier this week. Thank you, Cool Bet. Uh, appreciate that's that. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's all I'm riding with on this bike. Yeah, and whether you whether you like O'Malley here, like that line's just fucking crazy. Like I just yeah. can't I can't get this past is, that. This is a competitive fight, man. <laughs> I, I hate Sean O'Malley. Here we go. I can't do it. I can't I can't do it. Five is not good. And I hate O'Malley. He is a douchebag. This just seems like the dude this is the kind of dude who's not good enough to win. 
and O'Malley's going to style on him, and then people are going to say O'Malley's better than he is again. He's going to keep blah, 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 blah. Pipe is not very good. And I know they, these are the lines. I'm trying to get away from these lines, right? Against guys I don't like or whatever, you, they give you just enough where you're like, oh, I got to play that. He's probably going to lose, but I got to play it. Like, I got to get away from these. I, I can't do it. I'm not betting. I'm not betting Piva here. Um, I think Sean O'Malley is going to knock him out. Uh, I think he's going to knock him out probably the second round, uh, maybe even third round. I can't do it. The, the Piva that, sh- that showed up last fight against Colin Phillips gives O'Malley a hell of a fight here. He might, and, but and, he won't win. And if, if O'Malley <laughs> knocks him out, I'm complete opposite of you, Lance. I'm giving him props for that kind of – that's a good win. If he goes yeah. out there and it's knocks a, out Piva, that's a good win. The that guy's calling out win. Peter – the guy's calling up Peter Young. Yeah, it's not idiot. a good win. He's an idiot. Like, it, it's, it's an excellent win, and I'm going to feed him again next time. Yeah, I will too. <laughs> At a now, better number. Now, if I'm drunk Saturday night and I'm winning some money, yeah, I'm going to throw a little fire on him. But <laughs> I don't like him here. I, I don't. All right, let's move on. All right. Great fight here. Flyweight division. Kai Car France, Cody Garbrandt. Nishan? Kai Garbrandt. I don't know what happened there. I was, I was reading something else. Cody Garbrandt. <laughs> there we and go. Grant. Um, Oliviera. <laughs> <laughs> Linguine, so chicken parmesan. Foyer, foyer. Um, I'll be interested to see how bad Garbrandt looks on the scale. Um, there has been some shredded, photos shredded. out there. Shredded. He looks great. Yeah, shredded to where you might be seeing his heartbeat through his skin. Um, wasn't a big thirty-five. He's not a big 35er, but there has been some pictures out there of him kind of cutting down, and he looks, looks great. He looks, looks pretty good rough. cutting weight, man. You ever cut weight? <laughs> <laughs> what concerns me is he doesn't have a great chin to begin with, and then he's cutting a bunch more weight, and we're going to find out. I mean, luckily, France, I mean, I don't know how, uh, I mean, he got kind of lucky last time. He was rocked and, and kind of came back and landed a... Yeah, uh, Got, a Hail got, Mary. Got paid pretty good for that one too. That's true. Um so I don't I don't know if if Kai Kara France is the guy to, to test his chin at, at 25. Um this is kind of just a stay away fight. I, I don't really have a, a big edge in this fight. Um I, I'm curious to see how Garbrandt looks at 25. He he had power at 35. I would assume he's gonna carry that into 25. And if he lands stuff on these 25ers. He's probably going to drop him. Um, I just am, have always been concerned about Garbrandt's chin. Um, so we'll see. I'll, I'll stay away. I, I think he wins. He, he probably gets a knockout if he if he does win. I don't think he has to get a knockout to win, but uh, I think he does on Saturday, and I guess we will see what happens to him after that. Wes? Yeah, almost... I, I feel a little better about Cody Shin after the Font fight because he, he took everything Font threw at him, which was a hell of a lot, and uh, came through with his chin holding up fucking perfectly. And if his chin holds up here, makes the weight, he's going to make the weight and be all right fight night, I, I would assume. If that chin holds up, he's going to smoke fucking France here, dude. Like, he is the way better guy. It ain't even close on the feet to what Galbrandt is compared to France. Not even close. If his if his chin holds up in this fight, it, it's, it's going to be smoke. Uh, I like Galbrandt here. I think that chin holds up. 
Um, I think he makes the weight and, and is perfectly fine on fight night. Um, I, I think he's going to knock out uh, France. So um, Cody Galbrandt for me, uh, it's going to be a bet for sure. Hey, LR, these are um, San Francisco 49ers Christmas pajamas. Every year my wife buys everyone pajamas. This year she got every – or one year, I think it's like four years ago, she got everyone a set of their favorite sports teams pajamas. So, yeah. Classy. 49ers. Good life. Good <laughs> Okay. Yep. This is my work outfit. This is how you make the big bucks, kids. You dress like this. You want to? You want to see? Right? You want to see what a what a rich Jew looks like in twenty twenty one? Present success. Yeah, forty niners. I use my my normal outfit is sweatpants, like running pants, pajama pants with a polo. That's my uh, that's my, that's my work my work getup. So I I but, do love throwing on the polo to make it look classy. I wear a golf polo every day. Every day I wear a golf polo because I'm on video calls for like four or five hours a day. But I want to be comfortable and warm on the bottom. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Bengals are dead. Like he, He's mostly done a bad job trolling uh, in, in the chat tonight. That one was actually That, that last one was all right. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Uh, I like Garbrandt here as well. I think that Kaikara France is uh, Kaikara fraud from shitty kickboxing. His best win is either a terrible decision against Paiva or the one where Bone Terran got all up in there. Bone Terran. He he got like (laughs) at least two knuckles deep in there. That was a good show. (laughs) uh, And then just like crazy knockout at the end of the first round. So I don't think France is good. And Garbrandt we've seen is a top <laughs> bantamweight, regardless of how his bantamweight career played out. Uh, he's good. He has power. He can box. He can wrestle. Uh, I think if he's really concerned, he can just take Kai Carfrance down in this fight and, and be on top of him. So close line, Minus one thirty-two uh, at uh, Ref Book slash uh, Bet Online. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll take some garbage out there. I forgot. Rosario Botaro. That was the last fight where I just decided he was from Louisiana. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good show. Dutch employee. <laughs> Too good. Um, Man, I think they were on the same card that time too. I, I looked it up. It was the Dubrovs card. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, was there a uh, Yeah, I love I love Garbrandt here. Um, never been a big believer in Kai Car France. I've picked a couple spots with him and won bets on him, but he's okay. Um, Garbrandt, like, he keeps saying Garbrandt's speed's not gonna like we're faster down here. Garbrandt's boxing is fucking like he has fast hands. hands. Yep. He was not losing at 135 because of his hand speed. Um, <laughs> Garbrandt has very fast hands, and I think to Brad's point, and I hate to say it again, but Garbrandt's a better grappler. He dictates where this fight goes. If it does get a little hairy in the striking, he can take it down. But if he can survive Rob Font at 135 with with his power, why are we thinking Kai Car France going to clean him out? And it's hard to think that. Garbrandt's going to lose a decision to Kai Car France. So at minus 140 or so, that's that's worth it. I think Garbrandt's going to do what he wants here. Um, I think France is going to I think France is going to be surprised by Garbrandt's speed uh, in this fight. His 
when he was when Garbrandt was champ, his hand speed just blew me away. Like that guy, he's so fast, and I think his chin was always the issue. And he took Font's shot, and you know, one twenty five. Like who knows? Like that division's wide open. Like we talked earlier, Jan might be the most you know unbeatable champ. Um, I think Moreno is the most beatable <laughs> champ, and who knows if, if you know Garbrandt styles on France here, gets a finish, beats him up. He's probably a fight away from from a shot already, and I think this, despite what many people are saying, I don't think this is a bad career move by Garbrandt here. I think this is a solid move, um, and I'm going to pick him. And Munich. I thought we weren't laying the juice. But You're Munich. laying the juice on Munich. Yeah, this is I Munich. Thought, I, I thought y'all were doing. Uh... Hava, and then no, I talked myself out of it. Then he, yeah, <laughs> well, well I, I talked you into it. Then you talked yourself back out yeah, of it. Yeah, I talked out of it. Yeah, I talked myself Things out like of it. When I have me Lay in the juice with Munich. When I have yeah, that, that's three scotches and fucking two dips Saturday night, I'll end up having a bet on Pava anyway. Yeah, but then I talked myself out of it. So we went back to the original Munich, which is Cody Garbrandt. What's what's the line right now? Like minus 140? It's not that bad. Maybe Mine at one at one point we thought there was no way Aldo could make 135 and look good. Look at him shit. now. And look yep. at him now. I think Cody could be that guy. I never worried about Aldo's chin though. I, I, had, I had a lot more concerns about yeah, Goblin's chin. That's why chin. it's great I that think, he's fighting Kai Kara France. At exactly. 125 and after watching that font fight, is it is it at the point now to where like that chin's kind of like snapped back? Like we've seen guys do. We it. have seen it a few times where they they've had terrible chins for years, and then all of a sudden something changes. I don't know. Like, maybe Font's got pillows now. I don't think so. Did you see Otto's face? Like, yeah, he, I don't think hits, so. he hits pretty good. Yeah, I like Garbrandt. So it's back to Munich. We reverse. All right, welterweight okay. division. Uh, great fight here. This fight's kind of going under the radar. Um, everyone's talking about the Dewey. Because the dude uh, just got out of jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's under the radar, but it's on the police. <laughs> but it's on that's true. for sure. True. Um, great, great fight, man. This is a this is a fucking fight here. Jeff Neal, Santiago, Ponzi Schemo, Nushan. Yeah, the pontoon boat. Um, I I love to lose money on Jeff Neal. Um, that's kind of happened recently. Um, maybe I should have known, you know, coming on, coming back from death. Uh, maybe I should just kind of let it be for a bit, let him figure his, his life out. Um, turns out, what was it? A staph infection. I'm pretty sure he almost died from, uh, or it might not have been staph. It was some other thing, but, he was uh, in the hospital. he was in a hospital was on, on his, on close to the old deathbed. Yeah. Um, in this fight, he's not going to have to worry about takedowns like he did against Magny. So if he pulls the trigger, I, I think he does well in this fight. Pontoon Boat's kind of getting long in the tooth. I know he, he took out Baeza last time. Um, it was a little scary in the first round against Baeza. Um, I just think Jeff Neal is good. I, I I think he just got magnified last time, and he got Thompson the time before, and he was also coming off close to the deathbed. So... If he's back to who we thought he was, I, I think he's a pretty good bet in this fight to plus money. Uh, I haven't taken him yet, but uh, planning to. Wes? Yeah, now we want to talk about a guy who I have some questions still about their chin. And at this point, even after the Baeza fight, man, I, I'm still having some some questions about the old pontoon's chin, man, and Man, if Neil throws, who who knows? Um, 
I don't think it's good that a dude's been in jail and shit within a fucking couple weeks leading up to his fight and stuff. Like, that cannot be good for the, the training and the weight cutting and getting prepared for a fight. It just, it, it can't be. Um, man, I want to, I want to pick Neil here just because I think he's going to land something on, on Ponzi and it's going to hurt him. Uh, I'm not convinced about what I saw last time with Ponzi. Good win. Um, I'm not sure Baez is as good as we thought he was going into that fight. Um, yeah, I, that plus money, man. I, I'm probably going to have to go with Jeff Neal. I, I think he's eventually going to land something, and it's going to hurt Ponzi. I, I think his chin is is starting to go, man. So, I mean, if he can take the punch, who knows? He's probably a better striker, all-around striker and fighter than Jeff Neal. I just, I'm not sure that chin holds up. So, plus money on Jeff Neal. I'm going to pick him. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to get pretty drunk Saturday night for the pay-per-view, so... Uh, that fight rolls around, I'll probably end up having a bet on Jeff Neal. Brad? Yeah, I, I'm i sort of like Sean in this regard, where I lost money on Jeff Neal against Wonder Boy, but very quickly snapped back and, and knew he was going to get Magni met off. Um, so <laughs> made it back there. I don't think he's that good. Uh, like, he, he's not fought anybody who has uh, a lot in terms of skill. Uh, I, I guess the Bilal Muhammad win is kind of impressive, but I, I think that Ponzi's a way better striker than Bilal. I don't think Neil has the sort of skill set that he needs in order to take advantage of where he might be better than Ponzi in this fight. And I don't think the the chin's gone. I, I kind of feel like, you know, coming back off of, what was it at that point, a two-and-a-half-year layoff for, for Ponzi, probably played more into that little jangling loss than, than anything else. I, I think he's the better fighter. This is the guy that we were talking about being a title contender before he had his massive layoff, and he's not that anymore, obviously. But I, I think he's still at a higher level, level than Neil. We saw Neil... Again, coming off health scares, um, I'm not sure that uh, getting DUIs is the greatest thing after you were in sepsis uh, in, in the hospital. Uh, or, you know, uh, at, at least it wasn't a direct liver problem that he had. So, you know, abuse that liver if you got to, big boy. Uh, but I, I, I can't possibly back Neil in this fight. I haven't decided if I'm going to play Ponzi, but if I can get say, even money or, or a plus number next to his name, I think I'll probably have to pull the trigger. This is a tough one. Um, I think you all make good points. Um, I, I think Neil Neil got to the point where he was this really, really big prospect and lost to Wonder Boy, and he went down a peg and then lost again. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I don't think Neil is as good as we thought he was. I also don't think Ponzinibbio is even close to the same fighter he was before the layoff. He was on – it was really bad timing. Uh, he was on a really good streak right then. Goes out two and a half years. He comes back. He's 35, 36 years old. And that's that's a big difference um, when you're getting up there in age and take that big layoff. And Baeza is not as good as we thought he was. I thought Baeza was going to be a lot better. You know, his, his last fought versus Chaos, he, he lost that fight, didn't look good in that fight even before the knockout. And 
I don't know. Uh, Ponzinibbio went tooth and nail with that guy. So I don't know if that proved that he's back to his prior form or anything like that from the leech, from the leech knockout. Um, and I don't know. I think this is a complete toss up. I, I think the line is right. Um, it's plus 110 for Neil. And I don't think you're getting much value on there. So it's, it's going to be a pass for me. I, I think the pick, I don't even know. I, I'm complete. I have no, I have no one way. I have no idea on this fight. Even I for a total, I'm, I'm not sure on this one. I, I have, yeah, because I could see Neil cleaning them out. I could see Ponzinibbio just winning the striking battle. Uh, Neil's also seemed a little bit gun shy his, his last two fights. He's not pulling the trigger. I think the Wonder Boy, which he gives everyone a little bit of fits, um, you know, he didn't pull the trigger. And I think in the next fight versus Magni, he didn't do much. And he seems a little bit gun shy. And does he become more gun shy against a guy like Neil who has like, or against uh, Ponzinibbio who has a lot of power? I don't know. I, I have no idea in this fight. It's going to be a complete pass. So I hope it's a fun fight. Uh, that's all I got in this one. All right. We'll quickly cover the co-main event and wrap up with the best fight ever. Um, women's bandweight division, Amanda Nunez versus Juliana Pena. This, this is the only thing I'll say about, about this fight is Pena is on a one fight winning streak after getting guillotined by Jermaine Durandame. <laughs> if that just tells you the state of this division, we're talking about canceling 145. Let's just cancel 135 as well. Let's be done with it. I got, I got, I got enough. This is fucking embarrassing. New Sean. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, this is literally talking your way into a fight because there's no other options. Um, Pena is two and two in her last four. Uh, I, I have nothing. I think Nunez destroys her. I, I don't. I don't really see a way for for Pena to win this fight. She's not going to outstrike her. I have a hard time seeing her out grapple her. To me, with with the odds, what they are. Do you take a shot at at Nunes by sub at plus four hundred? Maybe if you if you really need action on this fight, that's that's all I got. Yeah, I mean Nunes hasn't defended this belt in two years. No one noticed. Yep, it's been two years since she defended the belt, and literally nobody noticed. Not like, did nobody notice, but they couldn't even find a decent. Contender. They couldn't grow a fucking they product. Couldn't, or a, they couldn't the, pretend that there was a good contender. In two years with no defense, they couldn't find a they're contender. Gonna, they're going to go pay fucking that old, that old Kayla girl ten times more money than she's worth just to bring over somebody to fight. She, she's a bag of trash, that one. She thinks she's top shit. Fuck her. <laughs> Wes? Yeah, I, I'll, it, I'll make it. I mean, Nunez is going to smoke her. I'm I'm putting her inside the distance in a parlay. I'm just going to make it easy. It's like minus 260 or something like that on dimes. Like that That's a nice number for Nunez to just to, to smoke this chick. It's an easy parlay piece. Yep, Brad. Yeah, Nunez, because she's as good as she is, she doesn't have the mom quit the same way the others do. <laughs> she, has, she has the mom quit in the way where she doesn't want to hurt people anymore. She doesn't want to set a bad example for the kid. Yeah, uh, so she yeah. takes them down and submits them. So I, I like the Nunez submission, plus 400. That's, that's not go. a bad angle. Also, Pena's last two losses by submission to way worse <laughs> submission artists than Nunez. Yeah, I, I think I think Nunez gets a finish here. I think, I think Pena's going to go for broke really early with some takedowns, get stuffed, get taken down himself, and get submitted. Um, I... Who gives a fuck? Sucks. All right, let's let's move on to the main event of the evening. It's, it's, it's just here. Hard for, 
This so, card's been absolutely we, amazing. We the year. And we got this comb anyway. Charles <laughs> Dubronx Oliveira versus <laughs> Dustin Poirier. Great fight. Um, about as good as a fight as you can make in the UFC, I, I think, when you look at the, the level of violence um, potential on this fight with, with Dustin Poirier and Dubronx. But Dubronx is a different animal nowadays. New Sean? Yeah, big surprise. Uh, like like Dubronx here. Big, big surprise. Um, I just think, you know, Dustin, Dustin's the price the way he is because of who he's beat the last two times. Um, if we look at how these guys match up, I think Dubronx is, is going to do bad things to Poirier. Uh, I, I think Dubronx can, can, grapple, can take him down. Uh, Poirier's never had great takedown defense. Uh, as we all know, Dan Hooker was able to uh, grapple him fairly easily. Um, and Dubronx's stand-up is, is, is very good. It's, it's come a long way, and it's enough to get respect from Poirier. And I think it's good enough so that Dubronx doesn't have to, you know, spam a takedown from far away. He doesn't really do that anyway, but I, I just think he can, can mix up the striking and, and grappling, get this to the ground, and, and kind of do what he wants down there. Likely subs Poirier, maybe smashes him out. This is gonna be, this is gonna be good. Uh, I, I like Dubronx here. I got two units on Dubronx uh, inside at plus two forty. I'll probably add a, a unit or two just on him straight, just in case something weird happens. But uh, uh, Dubronx is gonna finish him. Wes, yeah, I, man, I I really really like Dustin Poirier, but. This line just seems kind of, I know it's close, but the wrong guy's favorite here to begin with. Like, like, come on, man. Like, Sean's right. It's off of a couple wins against a guy two, the last two times. When the other dude's literally out there finishing the best dudes in, in this division over and over and over, I, I don't get that. Um, I, uh, of course, like Dobrox here. Um this seems like to me that it's going to be some body lock fucking throwing a dude down and going to work at some point in this fight. Um, you know, we know DeBronx's his hands has, has improved tremendously, but not only that, that dude's got, he's got power. Like he, he didn't, he didn't just use his hands to use them to get takedowns. That dude can hurt you, man. I mean, um, the last time out against Chandler, of course, he, he's got a couple other knockouts uh, lately, and they're not like volume knockouts. They're like landing, clean. they're landing one punch clean, knocking dudes down and out. That's like that. That's that's the, that's some shit now, man. That that Poirier's got to deal with that he knows he's gonna have to respect. Um, I think that gets Dobronx is just gonna get inside eventually, though, and. He does what he does best, man. He's a very smart fighter inside that cage. He loves to get submissions. That's that's the way he tries to win fights more often than not. Um, and then after all that, he's got the skills to to get it there. Now, his body lock takedown is unbelievable, man. He he can wrestle a bit now to get those takedowns. 
he's going to be the bigger guy in this fight. He's bigger than everybody he fights at this point. He's really filled out in his career. I think Lance mentioned before the show, um, watching the UFC put out his 17 finishes of his career. And if you watch the transformation of his physique over those years too, like he's a big dude at, at 155 now. So I, I like Do Bronx a lot in this fight. Uh, inside the distance, uh, plus 240 straight um, on both of them. Going to be a pretty big bet for me too. I, I like him quite a bit in this fight. Brad? I hope people take us seriously when we do this. Because I know we joke around and we're like, Do Bronx is the greatest. He is the greatest. Glover, Do Bronx. I mean. <laughs> Uh, we've said it for for a long time we've said he kills anybody in this division like i i don't think it's a lie um i think that the russian went running for the hills because he knew what was a coming and he didn't want to deal with it and dubronx has gotten to this point in his career where he is just so confident when he steps in there against anybody that he is just going to march forward. And Dustin Poirier is a excellent fighter an excellent fighter. I should say, uh, hopefully Bo didn't catch that little slip up. Um, but he's much better when he is the one that's marching forward and and able to dictate the pace and and throw what he wants to throw and and not be fighting off his back foot. If he's fighting off his back foot, I I think he's in a ton of trouble against a much longer, more diverse striker who can mix in wrestling. We know that Poirier can't wrestle. Uh, I think if you go back through his career and look at the guys that he has out grappled and the guys that have outgrappled him, um, it's probably not going to be looking too good for old Dustin there. Um, <laughs> you got him for Bell and Tony Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so yeah, like, is it possible that that Dubronx marches forward and Poirier catches him with something huge and wins the fight? Sure, it, it's possible. But do I think it's more likely that the more limited fighter in, in this case, which is Poirier, is the one that wins the fight? No. I, I think that, that Dubronx can have success on the feet. I think he can have a shitload of success in the wrestling and once he gets it to the ground. And, and that probably results in a submission because, because it's Dubronx and he's able to wrap things up as guys scramble and, and try and get to their feet. And that's what Poirier likes to do. But I, I'm just going to take Dubronx inside the distance. I got some plus 215. I got some plus 240. It's crazy that a line like plus 240 on Dubronx inside the distance exists. Um, but uh, yeah, we're, we're heavily invested in the champ to stay the champ. Yeah, obviously, as the original member of the the Dubronx team, um, I like Dubronx here. It, when you look at this matchup, and and we've been talking about because we've been hoping and praying for Dubronx title shots for years, um, and going through the different matchups, I actually always said I thought Poirier was the easiest 
matchup for Dubronx. And I've been saying that for years. I think of, of, of all – he can't wrestle. When I was most worried, honestly, once he got there, I was most worried about Michael Chandler. Um, yeah. That was the fight I was most worried about. When you look at a Division One wrestler who uses his wrestling – um, with power punching, like that's the kryptonite for a guy like Dubronx, a guy who can knock you out with one punch and who can also stuff your takedowns. Um, Gaethje, uh, I think is a worse matchup than, than Dustin Poirier. He doesn't use it, but Gaethje is a very good wrestler, division one, all American wrestler. When you look at other guys like a Darius, I don't worry about, about Darius. I don't worry about Makashev. If you got a guy who's willing to go and jump in Dubronx guard, <laughs> Not really worried about that fellow. Like, Makashev would get submitted by Dubronx within 40 seconds. Like, Dubronx would probably stand there with his hands up like this, <laughs> wait for him to take him down, and then just immediately choke him out before they even hit the ground. Um, but Poirier can't wrestle. Um, that's always been his issue all the way through his career. Um, it's not being able to wrestle. He's not a great wrestler. And with Dubronx, if he gets on top of a guy like Dustin, that's just a wrap. And I think – Dubronx has he's revolutionized his wrestling. I think we talk about his hands. We talk about this in the show. We talk about his hands. They've improved. His striking is it's war. It's another world than it, what it used to be. So is his wrestling. He he used to be an okay. He used to have that jujitsu wrestling uh, where he had just enough to get some guys down. He couldn't wrestle. He's now got the wrestling where he can take down Division One All American guys. And he doesn't over a lot of these jujitsu guys and a lot of guys who can't wrestle in MMA. They always try to shoot these takedowns. They shoot double legs. They shoot single legs, a lot of single legs. From way outside, they don't set it up. Dubronx has never tried to really do that style. He's going to clinch you. He's going to body lock you. He's going to get you in a weird, uncomfortable position to get you on the ground. He's not going to try to be a Division One wrestler. He's not shooting these doubles and high crotches and singles. He's getting you in a body lock. He's taking you down. And I think with Dustin, I, I don't know how he defends that. I think – Dubronx can close the distance. And you have to be wary of his striking now. You can't just play for the wrestling and play for the safety of of keeping the fight in the feet. And I think Dubronx is going to strike for a little tiny bit. I think he's going to push him against the cage, get that body lock, take him down. And Dubronx also does a great – he almost never ends up in guard on his takedowns. I can't think of the last time he's like ended up in guard. At worst, he's in half guard. I've seen fights where he takes it down he's got the guys back in half a second. Like, he finds ways that in his takedown, as he's going down, he's almost transitioning in the air while he's taking these guys down. And I think he's going to end up in, you know, a half guard of side control with with Poirier pretty quickly into this fight. And once Stu Bronx gets there, that's that's a wrap. Dustin doesn't have great jiu-jitsu. Dustin doesn't have great wrestling. And despite his success, Dustin Poirier is sort of a one-trick pony. He is a he is a striker. Well, he's always been a striker. He's a boxer. He's, he, 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 yeah, he doesn't even kick that much. Yeah, he's, he's a striker. And to beat Dubronx, you have to stop the takedown. And the whole thing with him quitting and cardio, whatever, he has proven, he has proven during no. this winning streak. That's if you want over. to question his, his heart, watch the Michael Chandler fight that just happened. He got obliterated in that first round and then knocks the guy out 10 seconds in. When that second round started, he looked like the confident fresher fighter, not Michael Chandler. We go to the Tony Ferguson fight. Did he look tired in that fucking 15 minutes of grappling? Didn't look tired to me. I don't know where this guy's holes are right now. Um, you know, he is a little bit hittable still, but I think he also does a good job when he gets hit doing the right thing, avoiding the damage. And I think 
with Michael Chandler, he took a lot of shots, but he also avoided a lot of shots that would have ended that fight. And I think with Poirier, he's going to close the gap, take him down and submit him. Uh, so all jokes aside, I, I think this is a perfect matchup for Dubronx. And uh, I'm already thinking about that G- G- Gaethje fight. Um, I'm already looking past Dustin Poirier. Um, you know, maybe he can fight Connor again or, or Nate Diaz or something like that. So love Dubronx here. And someone just mentioned KOs plus 700. Honestly, it would not surprise me if he also gets him on the ground and just beats the shit out of him. Dubronx does what Dubronx wants. Depends on his mood going into the fight. Uh, so which of the finishes, if you guys listening haven't seen the UFC thread of all of Dubronx finishes, I mean, it's going to take you 14 days to get through the whole thing. Uh, but which of those finishes got you the most erect? Oh, you know what? Uh, I would say if I go real early on the Jonathan Brookins finish where it looked like his head was going to pop off his body. Mm, that's yeah, an, that that's good. an old school favorite of me. Um, I really also like the, uh, the Hatsuhiyoki finish. Mm. That I was hated a, it at the time. Cause I was, uh, I was a big Hiyoki fan at the time, but looking back on it, that is, oh. mm. I, I have literally bet Dubronx every single fight of his entire career. That is not a Stop joke or an exaggeration. <laughs> That is very profitable. Very profitable. Yeah. So are we taking him inside for consensus, or are we just putting him straight? We'll defend. He's going to defend his belt. We don't want to get greedy here with the consensus. He's defending his belt. Um, I love it. I'm excited. Um, Really, really excited here. So that's it for the show. We really appreciate it. That is the consensus. That is the consensus bet, yes. Um, Really appreciate everyone listening. Uh, Great card. Our boys fighting this week. Hope everyone enjoys the fights, and we'll see you next week for the Dubronx celebration.